Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. One hundred and twenty one. One, two, one. Derek Gunn, do you know what that stands for? Hours? Correct. Until? Eagles kickoff? Correct. Oh, Look at I'm, you, I'm on a Nick. roll, baby. You're on I'm fire on already. Unbelievable. Yes, welcome roll. in, everybody. Sports Take on this Tuesday. I have to catch myself. I, I'm, I'm, I want to say Monday, but it's not Monday. It is Tuesday. And we are five days away from the Eagles and the Lions kicking off at one o'clock. Yes, that would be five days and one hour. And yes, Jabari, fresh haircut, high and tight. This is football season now. That's how we roll. Welcome in. How you doing, Gunner? Good, man. Good. Did you have a good holiday weekend? It was great. It was great, man. How about you? What'd you end up doing? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, uh, as I told you guys last week, Friday it started off. It was my oldest daughter's birthday. So we had... Um, a hibachi restaurant come out. They just had this incredible 30 by 60 foot four, four bay pole barn built on their property. Right. So we had the, the hibachi restaurant come out and for 16 of us, you know, between my son-in-law's family and my family, we had a hibachi right in the bar, man. It oh, was unbelievable, dude. So good. And it was, and, and you know, you know how to, have you, you've been to a hibachi restaurant. Oh, right? I love hibachi. Okay. So you know how the chef always likes to do where he likes to flip it up in yep. the air with the, yeah, you know, so, so we're it. like, we're laughing like a bunch of kids. We're getting hit in the eye. We get hit, you know, with, you know, raw vegetables. He's flipping. Yeah. My three-year-old grandson, when he was on the far end of the table. So the guy started on this side of the table and then went around. So he was like on the far end. But when we started, every time it came somebody's turn, we noticed he was sitting there like this. <laughs> he was he was wait he, he wasn't he his turn. yeah he was ready yeah <clears throat> but it gets to his turn Rob now the dude has got to be at least seven eight feet away from him he catches the uh, piece of zucchini on the first try nice so the whole the whole bar just goes nuts for him and he's so happy <laughs> yeah yeah I love so, it so uh, Sunday I did the cookout dude I did the D gun ribs oh, oh yeah I saw you goodness. post some of that that looked oh. nasty man it looked good yeah it looked really good 
Brother, I had the ribs, I had the brats, the hot mm. dogs, beef sausage going. You're back. It's been a while since you you kind of went off, right? It's funny because I posted on Twitter and Facebook, and everybody you know, said, D-Gun's back. He's <laughs> back from his hiatus, right? That's right. He's back, you know. <laughs> and then yesterday, I went to my, my two girls and their families. They said, hey, Dad, do you want to go? Because they know how I love museums and aquariums and stuff like that. So I went with them to the Camden Aquarium. Oh, cool. Do you know Camden Aquarium is right across the river, right across the river from there. where we used yeah, to work? I've okay, mm-hmm. I've been here over twenty five years, and I've passed it many times going on assignments with different photographers and stuff. Yeah. I said I got to go here. Do you know yesterday was the first time I'd ever been inside of it? I, that's hard to believe. Yeah, that, for that's, me, yeah, I used to take the kids. Yeah. We took the kids there a bunch when we we would take them to that one and the one in Baltimore a lot. When, when I love the one in Baltimore. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And they're both great, man. Yes. I, I there was there wasn't one time we we left there saying we didn't have a great time. So that's awesome. That's awesome. And the kids are blown away, man. When you walk, sometimes you walk into those halls when it's got the the the, the, the entirety of the wall is just yeah. the tank, yeah. and you're like, oh, my and goodness. they're and they're right there. They're like this close, Dude, man. It's pretty I cool. Spent, I spent a little too much money, but like about the about the fourteen month old, a stuffed animal. And then my my grandson, you know, he's he's big. Everything's dinosaurs. He can tell you every dinosaur there is. But he sees the sharks and he's going crazy over the sharks. Hmm. So I brought him this stuffed uh, stuffed animal, uh, a hammerhead shark. Oh man, he just loved it! Wow, thank you. I love it. That's what it's all about, man. That's what it's all about yeah. at that age. That's for sure. So what's up, everybody in the chat? Wait, wait, wait. what did you do? What did you uh, do all weekend? What did I do? Um, my buddy had a cookout Saturday. Okay, and that was great. I mean, he was—he's not quite you on the grill, but he did a number, man. My man okay. did a good job. Yeah, he all did right. It for, did not leave, uh, you know, hungry. I can tell you that for sure. But I got to catch up with some of my guys I grew up with that I haven't seen in a little bit. So that was nice. cool. Uh, other than that, man, played some pickleball, which, which you know, I, I am one to do. And then uh, and worked. That's it, brother. That's, That's it, it, man. Dude, you know, for all the years I've been here, this is the first year I didn't go to the beach once this year. Oh, man. Not really? one day. No, because babysit, grandbabysit duties, picking them up from preschool. Yeah. This show, Monday through Friday. Weekends consumed by so many different things. I didn't get near the beach. And, yeah. I, don't, and I live right down the road from it, Rehoboth. It does catch Becky, up you quick. I'm, I'm telling you, yes. you blink your eye, man. It's Memorial Day, then it's Labor Day, and you're like, what just happened? I'm telling you, it, 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 it will happen. That's for sure. There's no doubt. Look at these guys making fun of pickleball. Daz, don't <laughs> knock it till you try it, man. That's all I can tell you. Don't knock I've, it till you try it. I've never played it. It's fun. It is fun. It, it's, it's, it incorporates like tennis, uh, ping pong, a, a lot of different things, man. And it's uh, okay. I either play singles. I play singles and doubles. I'm, I'm starting to play a, a little bit more doubles just because my buddy and I will generally play together um, and, and play against other people, but it's fun, man. It is. It's a lot of fun. So I see everybody. I see Daz. I see coach Marcus. I see Chris. I see our fitness rebel, Adam and John and Kevin D. and Gigi and Mr. Taz. Anybody I missed uh, yeah. I, my apologies, but I see all you guys appreciate all you guys. Hope everybody had a great relaxing yeah. labor day. Cause yesterday is supposed to be a day, at least for a little while you can kind of chill and do what you want to do, man. There's no such thing as chill in my house. <laughs> there is no such thing. So yeah. you know, you know, I have a house full of people, right? You know, living here. So now my oldest, uh, my oldest daughter and son, and uh, to answer Chris D's question, Chris, the grandson is doing great. Um, he, he he's uh, he's like he just lays there. You know, you know, babies are, you know. Yeah. But the baby, I can't. I've I've held the kid. I've, I've just added it up. I've held the kid less than thirty minutes 
since he's been born. That's it? Yes, because between my daughters, my two daughters, my wife, and everybody else, everybody's passing them around like they're handing off a football. I can't <laughs> hey, get to the kid. Yeah, you haven't you gotta get your you're like any NBA player. You gotta get your touches, man. I can't, get you, I, I, I can't get, get you the ball, man. Gunner. Come on, man. You yo, you're 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 grandpa. That means you have you Dude. have rights. And then Come Coach uh, Coach Marcus, hey, Coach, he was talking about my wife's. Uh, my wife's. Uh, she she made yesterday. A friend of ours on Saturday went out yeah. uh, off Wildwood, seventy five miles off Wildwood, mm-hmm. and caught these incredible fish. They're called tile fish. I'd never heard of them before. They're huge. Tile just, fish. Tile okay. fish. So he, him, and his son and his father caught a hundred pounds worth. So on Monday they were delivering to different friends like 10 pound bags of fish. Right. So he brought some. So my wife texts us while we're at the, the aquarium. Hey, I'm doing fish tacos today. Everybody's like, I'm there. Mm-hmm. My wife's fish tacos and shrimp tacos are off the chart. So I posted pictures of those. So yes, everybody went bananas. Yeah. Coach yep. Marcus, hey, I got to get a recipe. She, All I can tell you is she uses a beer batter. I'm not, I can't tell you anything else. I'm sorry, Coach Marcus. But her, her this fish, now the, my, my friend said this fish tastes like lobster. So what my wife did, Man. she she fried, she deep fried some of the fish she cut up to make tacos with, and then she took a portion and she broiled it in uh, butter and garlic solution that she made. So we're dipping, we're dipping it in, but dude, I'm telling you, it tastes like lobster. <laughs> oh, we're like. Oh, yeah. it's, 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 you, this is ridiculous. You ate well, man. You, your yeah. belly is full. What's up, Baba Brooks? We man. see you. So, so people asking where Barrett is. Barrett had some uh, other uh, commitments. Duties. Yeah, he had some other duties. Uh, yeah. He will be back the rest of the week. So we're we're yeah. looking forward to Barrett hanging with us. So we got a great show. So twelve thirty, Gunner. He's been in NFL films for forty two years. Unbelievable. Okay. Unbelievable. Great guy. But you have you will be hard pressed to find somebody who can break a piece of tape down better than this man, exactly. Greg Cosell. Okay. So Greg's at 1230. Mikey Miss, your yep. post-game partner, Mike Miss yeah, baby. will be jumping on with us at two o'clock. It'll, it'll be yourself, Mike, Seth Joyner, Devin Caney, you this know, crushing game, it. This, post, this post-game show is going to get crazy, dude, because you have media. Yeah. strong awesome. personalities. Opinionated awesome. people. We're going to have a lot of fun with this post. And we're doing it from Ocean Casino every game day. Oh. By the way, and I'm remiss in not bringing this up. How about our new killer graphics that oh. Xander has put together? That's oh. a sharp. I like that kind of purple blue kind Can of. Can we see font. it? Let's that see pun- it. You're seeing it right now. Look at it. Look at it. Wait, us. wait, wait. Oh my goodness. Wait. You liking that? That's does, sharp, man. Does Xander take any time off of the weekend? The dude never sleeps. I'm telling you, man. This this looks really good. I this pops to me. I, I like it. I like is, it a lot. Is, is he? Does does Xander just? Hang upside down and recharge. Does the dude? <laughs> he, does he live in a bat cave and just? I, I don't know if the dude sleeps. He has course. one of those cordless chargers, and he just kind of like you know he, he keeps it near him and it keeps him uh, it keeps him good to go. But yeah, so I props to Xander for that. That looks really good. I'm serious. Man, I like that. This is sharp. Uh, so uh, so not only that, this is one of those days where you I don't know about you, Derek. You wake up and it's really football week now. Yes. Now it's it, now we're down to business. You got your eye on the prize. You got real games starting. We're not doing the what ifs and all the other stuff. We're honed in on that game. And that to me, like there's a different pep in your step first week of, of the NFL. Right, right. You know, you're ready to roll when, when it when it's that first week. The Eagles got the Lions. We know that. And here, one of the things we're going to do today, we're going to kind of go back to that game that they played last year and just sort of walk you through it. Because you tend to kind of forget some of the details, get fuzzy. You know, right. for the entire regular season. 
So we're going to go back to that game, which the Eagles won 44 to six. They destroyed them. And, and it really propelled their year. If you remember, Derek, that Absolutely. was, they were, they were two and five, man. It looked like there were calls for Sirianni already be fired. Right. If you remember. It's Philadelphia, and, dude. What do you expect? <laughs> they win. They win the game, and it really propelled them. So we'll we'll dig in and just kind of give you a reminder of who played well, who didn't, who was in the game, who wasn't. Some guys who may not be on the roster now who did some things, and we'll look at some of the key players for Detroit this year. You and I were talking about this during the pre-show meeting. It's not like they made a ton of moves, Detroit. They no. They tweaked a little. They had some good draft. No. Don't get me no. wrong. Hutchinson's right. a beast, etc. But they didn't make anything any real super splashy kind of moves in free agency. No, Dan Campbell and that crew there decided to they, they they based on what we've been seeing from Hard Knocks, they feel they already have the nucleus in house to be a better team. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that if if it turns out to be true. You know, um, I thought they could get a little stronger in some areas, and uh, we'll dive a little bit more into that a little bit later on. I like their offensive line when it's healthy. They have three uh, former first round picks. I like their two running backs. I like their receiver St. Brown. Um, but they got. I love St. Brown. I yeah. love St. Brown. But, but they got, sorry, they got pushed. They got pushed around in the trenches by the Eagles on both sides of the football. Mm-hmm. They added Aiden Hutchinson, and we're going to see how much that helps them. Um, but you know they got some nice young players based on again what we've seen on on Hard Knocks. But yes, um, it's going to be interesting to see how much they can live up to their battle cry of remember what the Eagles did to us last year. Right. It's no, going to be exactly. interesting to see. All right, yeah. let me give you a couple things um, from today. So you have the coordinators meeting uh, with the media prior to, you know, everything getting underway. So uh, Michael Clay, who's the special teams coordinator, who we don't, Barrett actually brings him up, but we don't talk about him a ton. Um, right. So he was asked about punt returners, right. which is, you know, very much in question here, right? Yep. So the names that he brought up, we know Quez Watkins is already going to be returning kicks, right? So he right. brought up Quez Watkins, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, and Avante Maddox. I didn't expect Avante Maddox to be Maddox. thrown into that mix. Interesting. Okay? I, yeah, that's that's the one that caught the others. Yeah, you kind of understand, but he threw him in there. So maybe that's something to keep your eye on here, you know, once it's game time. When I think of a punt returner, I think of a person who has the ability to wiggle, you know, because you don't have a lot of space on punt returns and somebody who has a second gear. Uh, game well is okay straight ahead. I don't know if I want to see game well back there. You you know, sometimes a punt return, even if it's only a 15, 20-yard return, can change the complexion of a game. I want somebody to be able to slip some tackles. You know, you don't want to overuse Quez. You know, um, I like the fact that he's going to be back there in kickoffs, although, as we know, in today's game, you don't get many chances to return yeah. on a kickoff. Very few. Maybe um, maybe one or two. Maybe one or two again. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes it's deliberate because of the way the coverage is set up. They'll pooch so the, it more. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so I, I like Quez on the back end. I'm intrigued by Maddox yeah. being back there. Now Maddox is a great athlete. He's fast. I've never seen him return a punt. Never seen him field a punt. So, yep. uh, but obviously he's been working on it for 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 um, Clay to bring it up. Uh, so I'm I'm curious to see. But in a bigger scheme of thing, Rob um, Clay's answer tells me this. As of right now, as we look at it right now, it's it's punt returner by committee because <laughs> I don't think they figured it out no. yet. I don't Who's think the they know either. The job? Yeah. Uh, which is not not a sign that I don't love that. Yeah. Let me. No, let me I don't need real clear. No. Yeah, we don't know. So a couple other odds and ends from over the weekend. Uh, it looks like Dillard's going to have surgery on that arm that he broke. Yep. Derek, they yep. still don't think it's 
they're still in the same time range of when he may be back four to six weeks it's not anything major it wasn't it wasn't displaced i think was the the terminology non-displaced non-displaced yeah Yeah. so that's actually a good thing uh he's going to have the surgery the other one that's just it it takes a minute to sort of soak it in is jason peter signing with the cowboys that one that one's a little strange for sure This this man is 40 years old um we we know his better days are behind him. Yeah, he's a wily veteran, and what he may lack um, in endurance or quickness, he makes up for in in just mental and physical savvy. Because let me tell you something: that man is a house on yeah. two legs. He is a huge specimen. Um, obviously, he still wants to play the game. How many forty-year-old offensive linemen are playing football right now? I I'm okay. trying to remember. Like there were guys. Walter Jones played deep, but yeah. I'm trying to remember yeah. guys. I don't. I don't honestly remember the last guy who was in his forties playing offensive uh, line. I mean, we've seen kickers, punters, and Brady essentially, right? You don't you know, get a, you don't get many others. No. Here's the thing, though, if if somebody out there wants to pay you, and even if he gets paid the league minimum, it's over a million dollars. Yeah. Okay. Now, obviously, he doesn't need the money. He's been paid well in his career. Uh, it's not about the money, but if he just still has the competitive juices to play, and if somebody out there wants him, I have no problem with that man going out there and getting his Benjamins. You know. Yeah, I hate to I, see him in a Cowboys uniform. But. Here's the way I view it, Derek. Like, I don't I don't mean this disrespectfully. He he was yeah. a great Eagle. Okay. Yes. He's a he's a you know a guy who's in every consideration for the Hall of Fame kind of player. Yeah. He's he's done. Like, I, I don't worry that all of a sudden he's gonna go over there and transform into some great offensive lineman. I honestly, like, he's he's cooked. And if you're depending on him and you're the Cowboys, I think you're in a lot of trouble. Now let, he's let me smart put it like this. Yeah, I don't think he should be a tackle, but I think he can play guard. Maybe, I, I, and he, we saw last was it two years ago, whatever it was, two years ago. He yeah. played with the Bears last year. Two, he, yep. he was amenable to that before yep. it seemed like he really wasn't. Yep. Uh, after he held him up for more money, but um, we'll see. Like I don't, I don't sweat it. Like I, I still, I feel good about the Eagles' chances against them. At number one, I don't think he's anywhere near as skilled. He, he will tend to tap out and not finish games or come out of games for stretches and all those kind of things. So <laughs> tap out, <laughs> just say, call it what you want to call it. You know what I mean? He is, so, tap out. Uh, it, you know, it's one of those things, but it, when I saw him signing with the Cowboys hat on yesterday, I was kind of like, uh, all right, like, it, it takes you a second to, to, you know, now, soak that one in. How bad did that stick in your craw? to see him sign on the dotted line with, uh, with your hated Dallas Cowboys. It, it, well, it didn't, it didn't hurt me as much because I think he's cooked uh, if I'm being frank, okay. if All it was right. someone who could still play, it would have hurt worse, but I, yeah, any, any former Eagle, it, it rarely ever works out well when you end up going to the Cowboys and vice versa. When Cowboys come here, yep. it very rarely works out for whatever reason. I don't, I don't know what exactly it is. Hey, did you watch any college? There was a lot of good college football. Let me let me tell you something. You know, you were talking about us being, you know, when 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 football season is back. For me, football is back in general yeah. when it's the first full weekend of college football. And man, it was some incredible games. The one game that was not surprising to me was uh Oregon State Oregon getting blown out by Georgia. Oh, Georgia you know? is oh my god. Good. Dude, they, they had 15 players drafted last year. Yeah. And, five and they in the just first reload. round. They reload. Just, dude, <laughs> are, they, are they Alabama part two now? It, it, it feel, it's starting to feel like that. It, it's just every year the, the oh, assembly line just churns out another great man. Yeah. That's the best game of the day. The be, No, the best game of the weekend. 
was that Florida State game against LSU. That was insane. That was insane. Dude, yeah. let me tell you something. Back and forth, the, down to the last play of the game where you thought the LSU receiver caught the ball to goal line, and then uh, upon further review, yeah. you realize the ball skipped out of his hands across the carpet, game over. What, Dude, you talk about a storybook game. There, there were some wild ones, Derek. We saw some wild ones. How about, how about North Carolina Appalachian State was 65-62? Oh, <laughs> Appalachian State scored 40 in the fourth quarter and lost. And lost the game. How do you score forty points in the fourth quarter and lose? <laughs> I what what is Carolina going to do in the ACC to try and stop teams? And App oh State's goodness. a real good team. Don't get me wrong, and they've done an unbelievable job building that program. Yes, but dude, have. come on, man, sixty something points to them, dude. That's crazy. That's crazy. It was like a college basketball game. Yeah, that was wild. That was at, the, the whole way. It's just it's so great to have football back, man. It, it, it really is. is. As it much is as so I hate exciting. to admit it, because you know how I feel about the fall. It I is. know. Yeah, you, you, yeah. you. So this is not an easy week for you because yeah. it, it yeah. truly means we said goodbye to summer yesterday. Base and, and and by the way, for people who are in our area, like the the you know greater Philadelphia area, if you will, Der- uh, Delaware, where Derek is, South Jersey, where Barrett is. We're we're in like Noah Ark Noah's Ark territory. I oh, was today? out really early oh, today, Derek. Like, you, you know, a little before seven. It was nasty today, and it's still it's calmed down a little bit, but it was bad. Dude, since uh, since the, the 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 company that came out here and, and um, fixed my and redid my deck, you know, they had the heavy duty equipment back and forth across the backyard. It's caused yeah. a slight depression. I got a mini lake on one side of my yard. Oh boy. So oh. now I've got to figure out how I'm going to get this done. I'm going to have to have, I don't know if we put a drain in there or something to get the water. You're going to need a drain. Yeah. Dude, I don't even want to think about how much that will cost. I really don't. Well, maybe it's on them for the way that they I did should. it. I should. The way I'm going to present it, I'm going to present uh-huh. it to them because I shouldn't have to pay for this. Instead of considering you, what I've paid for them already. Yes. Um. But yeah, I got a mini lake. But part of the problem is once we put the pavers down, the walkway down below the deck, it basically caused a mini dam where the water used to run across now it's like congregating in one area. And it takes sometimes when we've had rains over a week before it'll dry up in that one spot because yeah. there's so much clay underneath about a foot and a half of good soil. It's like an underground river under there, man. So mm. uh, so now i got to figure this thing out before winter sets here because I don't want ice. You know, I don't want it to be a, a mini ice pond out there. No, in you don't want that either. <laughs> anyway, I mean, you want to be able to yeah. enjoy your yard without stepping yeah. into a, to a yeah. river. Yeah, I hear oh. it. And I know, look, I know people, uh, you know, around the country – have gotten crushed uh, and, and, you know, our sympathies go out. I mean, believe me, you, like I know, uh, you know, flooding in the house, flooding your car flooded, you can't oh, get out goodness. and about, you know, can't go to work. I, so we feel, and, and they, how about the temperatures in California? They're like a buck 10, buck 15. Yeah, dude, it's this? crazy. It's dude, it's off the Arizona is the same way. The oh. temperatures are, uh, they're setting records for temperature temperatures. And of course, Northern California has another wildfire. That's yeah. like 80%. I, is there any vegetation left in California? I don't know how you survive as a farmer, man. Like in, in northern do. southern and the wine country. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's so difficult, man. It, it, it's got to yeah. be such a challenge. But yeah, so you know, feeling for everybody who's who's going through some tough times, man, with the with the weather. That's for sure. Speaking of the rain, um, I saw this last Friday. Have you seen the the volume of rain they've been getting over in the country in Pakistan? Like, oh, like of oh. epic proportions. Helicopters are dropping food supplies to people because they Dude. can't. Yeah, it's Dude. sick, sickening. I saw I saw a video in one town 
the whole town is it, there's a river there's like a it's like a dam burst and it's just water just running through the town over 1100 people have died there's a couple thousand people still missing and i hate to see that happen to anybody man but I, I I don't ever want to live in something like that. And fortunately, the area I live in, I don't think that'll ever happen. But, dude, this, they're saying the floods there is of epic proportion like they haven't seen in decades. Um, and it's been nonstop rain for like a couple yeah. of weeks there. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It makes you appreciate the, the we're lucky where we live. We, we don't get generally very any kind of real harsh weather. We're, we're, we're very fortunate in that sense. So. Yeah, I hear you, you man. I you know, it's you. funny. When I lived in Pittsburgh, they get a lot of snow in Pittsburgh. But once you come across the mountains to get to uh, this side of the state, we don't get nearly the volume of snow that Pittsburgh does. No. And because where I live in Delaware, you know, you're protected by the Cove area. <clears throat> you know, like sometimes, Rob, you guys may get a foot, foot and a half of snow in the Philly area. Mm-hmm. I get like two or three inches. Totally. You know? I know. It's. The, well, I'll tell you, what, the, the when for people who aren't that familiar with Pennsylvania, right, they, they're yeah. like, Oh, you you know your your neighbor right next door, Pittsburgh. I'm like Pittsburgh and Philadelphia yeah. couldn't be any different. I yeah. mean, Pittsburgh is very Midwest in my opinion. Yeah, tell me if you if you if you disagree because okay. you live there, but it's very sort of Midwesty, and 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 Philadelphia is just very East Coast. It's a very different vibe. The Dynamic two, the two cities. Yeah. Plus Pittsburgh is a, there's a lot more hills and stuff in and in, in yeah. in, in Pittsburgh. Um, Absolutely. And then, but the the one thing I hated about Pittsburgh is when you live on this side of the rivers. You, you got bridges that you have to take across to get to the downtown area. Yeah. Everywhere you go. And sometimes those bridges are so backed up, man, because mm-hmm. everybody's going to work or coming home from work. Yeah. Um, but Pittsburgh, you know, a lot of people I know in this part of the country don't like Pittsburgh because it's Pittsburgh. You know, two of my two of my three kids were born in Pittsburgh and we had a great time. We were there for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Great time, great friends. Um, there's a lot to do there. Uh, the downtown area where the three rivers converge, you have Point State Park down there and stuff. Um, you've got the Mount Washington section. You can take the the old inclines up that uh, the coal miners used to use to get, get uh, to and from work. They still have those as a tourist tra- uh, attraction down there. Uh, so it's some, it's some great, great time. I had some great times in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I'm not anti Pittsburgh. I, I don't know. Right. I know. I know there was some of that in-state rivalry. Th- I. I've, I've actually already, I, I don't like the Penguins, don't get me wrong, but I always respected what the Steelers did from a sports perspective I'm talking about. so And see, I'm looking at, I'm looking at G Meta. Uh, I'm assuming G Meta's uh, uh, living on the West Coast is like 106 today, 108 tomorrow, yeah, 101 LA. Friday. I'm sick of the heat. Yep. See, I love that kind of heat because it's a dry heat. That's my kind of heat. You know, yeah. I can live in that heat all day. Yeah, that 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 is different than Florida. Oh, my goodness. Because that is swamp sticky, man. That's for sure. I'll never All right, so we're going to come back. Greg Cosell is going to do it. It'll be the first time we have Greg on the show, so looking forward to that, talking to Greg. We'll really dive into Jalen Hurts and what his thoughts are mechanically, what he's seen from him on film, mm-hmm. what areas he can improve upon, those kind of things. We'll do that when we get back with Greg. Like I said, we're going to dive into this game the Eagles and the Lions played last yep. year as well. Mike Missanelli is going to join us. Coming up at two o'clock, we got a bunch of stuff we're going to do. We're going to do contenders with question marks, Derek. So it's teams in both conferences that, that look like they're in playoff contention, but also have some things you want to look out for uh, for them. So we'll do that as well. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Barrett's off today. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right. My man, Jim Murray, is the guy I got to tell you about right now. And he is someone that I trust. With my finances, his group is principal, the principal group. I trust them with my finances. 
And I went for a long time trying to figure this thing out and get it right and get it, my, my money in the hands of my retirement and, and all the, the hard work that I put in, in the hands of the right people. And I finally did with Jim, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you might have a small business and you're trying to set up your employee benefits. That's another resource that Jim can help you with and has helped many with. Even if you're not sure, just reach out to him. I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollover with Jim, and I couldn't be happier. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. Or you can email him at Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go first. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey, the largest workers' compensation law firm in Pennsylvania. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. Even better, Pond Lee Hockey doesn't charge a dime until you win. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Loving our new commercials too. On top of everything else, Dude, back in. Oh, yeah. New football season, new commercials. Man, man. Oh, 
The excitement is palpable. Yes, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis Barrett off today. Thrilled to be joined by our first guest of the day. First time on the show, he has oh. been... He is an executive producer analyst for the NFL matchup with Matt Bowen and Sal Palantonio. He's also been a producer for 42 years at NFL Films, and he's the co-author of the book, The Games That Changed the Game. Greg Cosell, what's happening, Greg? Gentlemen, what's happening? I didn't know I was going to be with you guys. I mean, I would have looked, you know, a little more decent. All oh, that's hard for me, but you look great, then again, bro. I'm looking at you guys, so, you know, <laughs> well, well, you know, what can you say? Your Zoom just collapsed. It just went down, Greg. Now, are you are you in the lab right now? Are are you where are you? Are you, are you breaking? I'm in my office at NFL speak? Films. I've been, you okay. know, it's 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 as you guys probably aware. It's almost football season, so yeah, uh, I've been working a little bit. You know, yeah, dude. Do you that. ever go home? Do you ever go home? Do you ever uh, sleep? Well, I'll give you an example that I worked, you know, at least some hours every day this weekend. But I did get a ton of college football watching in because uh, you have to, you know. Yes. Yes. Wow. I and mean, it was a great, it didn't disappoint. That's for sure. Greg. So obviously we're excited. Uh, as you, you, you still get the butterflies even after doing it for all these years with the, uh, with the first week coming up here. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't say it's butterflies, but you know, what we do know about the first week of the NFL season is there's probably going to be three or four games that end up being totally different than what we okay. think today. And we don't know which three or four games those are going to be. But what we do know is everybody will make bold, definitive statements about those teams' season after one game. That's we correct. That. They do it before the game and then after the games. And correct. they could be correct. polar yeah, opposites. We, we do know that. So, like, yes. like, for instance, let's say the Buffalo Bills lose on Thursday night and Josh Allen doesn't have a great game. You know what everybody's going to say right yeah. off the bat. Oh, well, Josh, yeah, too much hype on Josh Allen. He's no good. You know, you, you, we know how all this works. Yes. Yes, we do. Uh, for sure, especially in, in a town like Philadelphia. Um, so let, let's start with that, Greg. I, I want to go specifically with Jalen Hurts because obviously every road seems to lead back there when we have these discussions, <laughs> as you well know. But I, I think you're a great person to talk to about this because you do – you're one who studies the mechanics of that yeah. position in a very deep way. So l let's start with that. Um, from what you saw last year in terms of improvement, also with what his – shortcomings are to an extent how much better in your estimation can he be and do you think he will be well I did a deep dive on Hertz this summer I probably watched which I can't do during the season because I have to try to watch doing the matchup show pretty much every game that I can I, I obviously can't get through 16 games every week there's just not that many hours uh, in the day and the way I, I study it it takes time uh, so what I did is this summer with a number of different players but certainly with Hertz, I watched about 300, 350 dropbacks in a row over wow. the course of two, three days. Wow. So, you know, different situations, uh, the whole deal. So, you know, I feel like I have a, a pretty good sense of what Hertz was in, in 2021. Um, and I thought that it was, as we all know, I thought there were ups and there were downs. I mean, there were certainly instances where he showed flashes of playing the quarterback position with the subtlety and nuance that you're looking for a comfortable drop, comfortable set, held the ball with good ball carriage. By that, we mean he held it in the right spot mm -hmm. as he dropped ready to deliver the ball where he stepped to his throw, where he threw with timing and anticipation, where he showed some pace and touch, where he didn't move within the pocket, resetting his platform, kept his eyes downfield, showed good ball placement. There were numerous examples of that. And there was no question he got better as the season progressed. Now, having said that, 
obviously we know that at this point in his career, after one full season as starter, you wouldn't call him a great quarterback. So what are the concerns that showed up on tape? Um, One of the main concerns was that he tended to perceive and feel pressure that was not there by NFL Mm -hmm. standards. So when that happens, what did he do? He relied on what he knows he's good at. He left the pocket. And two things can happen when you leave the pocket. One is negative. One can be positive. The negative is the fact that the term we use is you leave throws on the field, where the route concept works against the coverage, the primary Mm -hmm. is open, the ball needs to be delivered, and it should be delivered. And by the way, with all the analytics, there's no metric yet for balls that aren't thrown that should be thrown. Okay. And that's where the tape study comes in. So that was something that he had a a continuing problem with throughout the season and that he needs to continue to work on. Now, the positive of him moving is that we know at times he can make really special plays with his legs. It's just that those plays tend to be more random, you know, and that's not the way the game is coached. You guys know, Derek, not not to knock you, Rob, but Derek, I feel like Derek's been doing this for about a hundred years, but (laughs) (laughs) you might be right. You might be right. It's actually 99. But Derek, you know, you know that the way the the quarterback position is coached, no coach rolls the ball out and says, let's run around today and make some plays and see what happens. So you're trying to increase the, the instances in which he plays within the structure, the timing and rhythm of the offense. And I think the Eagles coaching staff actually does a very good job with that. See, what people have to understand is Jalen is a young quarterback who's had numerous offensive coordinators and numerous offenses in the even at this young stage of his career, starting in high school, Alabama, mm-hmm. Oklahoma, Eagles with Doug Peterson, Eagles with uh, Sirianni. So he has to continue to learn new and new things that's a that takes time it's a process so you try to help him so what do you do you work half the field you give him half field reads a great example and i it's preseason but that's irrelevant because it's a concept the touchdown he threw to dallas goddard in the preseason was a route concept that they run all the time it's what we call flood it's a three-level stretch they happen to run that to the boundary a lot of teams run it to the field including the eagles it's a basic read it's a in relative terms, it's a simple read for the quarterback. So those are the kinds of things you try to do. You get him comfortable in the pocket. It's all about functional knowledge. No quarterback is ever asked or can read 11 defenders. It's not humanly possible. So you try to minimize the number of players that he has to read within a given route concept versus a specific coverage. Greg, I'm glad you brought that up about about Jalen maybe being a little bit skittish in the pocket. And when you started talking about that, I'm thinking of two quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. Yeah. Both both of them still, to me, sometimes take off too soon. They, they, they're, they're a little skittish about letting the play develop. Trust your guys in front of you. Trust the play call. Is, is that a trait you can ever truly delete from a quarterback's arsenal when they've relied um, on that so much? That is a great question, Derek. And I, I think it's probably quarterback-specific. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson is a little different case only because they built an entire offense, certainly early in his career. We mm-hmm. don't know what they've done this off season. They built an entire offense a, around his running. That was the foundation of the offense. So that was a unique situation. You don't usually see that or 
I can't recall seeing that in the recent NFL. Kyler Murray's also different because he's 5'10", and there's just certain things he can't see. Um, you know, as great, for instance, as Russell Wilson is, I had a great conversation with one of his former coaches who said it's very difficult to run a pass-first offense with Russell the way we think of, let's say, Tom Brady, because there are certain routine throws that he can't see. Mm. So, you know, the, w- when you're dealing with 5'10 guys, I think it's a little different scenario. But to, to respond to your question, I think that's probably difficult. Um, I think you try to work through it and you try with your route concepts. And now this is where coaching comes in. And I'm a big believer in coaching. Maybe it's because of the people I've been fortunate and grateful in my career to have learned from people a lot smarter than I am. Um, but, you know, I think that with coaching, you try to help your quarterback. So it's defined, it's clear, and he's confident not only in the route concepts, but in the defense that he's seeing, because everything mm-hmm. in the NFL is probability and tendency. Nothing is a hundred percent. So you try to deal with, Hey, we're calling this concept Uh, on first and 10 because we know that the defense we're playing against they run two or three coverages on first and 10 and this route concept takes care of all of that you Mm -hmm. try to do that so the quarterback feels comfortable hitting that back foot and turning it loose you know obviously third down is a whole different animal um uh, and and then you walk that fine line and and i'm not a coach so i don't profess to know the answer to this derek you walk that fine line of yeah. of quarterbacks that can move and move well like jalen you don't want to take that away from them you don't want to say to him never run but on the other hand you don't want him to leave defined throws on the field for big explosive gains mm. greg let, let me ask point. you and this is sort of along the lines of, of what we're talking about here. I know certain guys have burst on the scene. Burrow did uh, Justin Herbert of late and we're yeah. just unbelievable. How much of this is a byproduct of, Hey, he's 24. He's been in different systems quite a bit in his, in his young career. And you, there's gotta be a, a, you know, a learning curve. There's gotta be some growth that that's, that's built in before you make an evaluation. I don't mean you, I'm just saying that before, well, of people, course. Yeah. you know, make an evaluation. How much of that do you see with the possibility this year where there's that growth step? Um, I, I would expect Jalen to be better for any number of reasons. We can get into those in a moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, One is simply experience. Second year on a system, which I think has not been the case for him in in recent vintage. Um, Now, keep one thing in mind. Jalen is not a natural thrower in the same way that the two quarterbacks you mentioned are. It's not that he's a poor thrower, but Jalen is not just an easy, natural thrower. Uh, Herbert is, I mean, Herbert's a different cat. And Burrow is just totally smooth. You know, those guys are at a different level of just Mm -hmm. natural throwing ability than Jalen Hurts, Um, which, of course, doesn't mean Jalen can't become a very good quarterback. Not every quarterback is is just beautiful to watch. That's just the way it is in any sport. Um, So I think with Jalen, it's a combination of being in in a system, feeling comfortable, having the coaching staff help him. Look, what you're going to see a lot of this year, which will help him a lot, with A.J. Brown, who was phenomenal working inside. We saw this when he was in Tennessee. You're seeing going to see a ton of RPO concepts. You're going to see a ton of quick game. You're going to see a ton of things that ideally influence second-level defenders so those throws are easily defined and you get the ball in the hands of an A.J. Brown who, who run after catch is top five in this league. 
and we saw that in Tennessee, how many times did he catch those sort of slant routes, glance routes, and then add a, a run after catch for a big play. So you're going to try to take advantage of that. Um, you know, those are the things you try to do to help Jalen Hurts as he grows more comfortable within the context of your offense. As I said, the big issues become in long yardage situations. When it's third and nine, you can't rely on him running for 12 yards. That can't be the way you think about offense. Now, will it happen? Of course it will. And we'll see those plays on SportsCenter or wherever we see them. But you won't see the plays where it didn't happen. And that's the thing. There are those plays as well. So you obviously are trying to design things where he can drop back, even against defenses that have a tactical advantage, which they normally do on third and long, where he can feel comfortable with the route concept. And, hey, I know that I can get the ball here. I know what my blitz alerts are. I know that I might see some disguise, but through film study, I know what that might be. You're trying to get it so that he's not dropping back in a way where it's, it's random, where he drops back and, oh, I'm going to run now. You don't want that to be the thought process. Hey, Greg, um, as Howie has reshaped this team during this offseason, yeah. the hype train has continued to just blow up. We talk about it every day, all summer long. Our chat room has talked about it all summer. Have you allowed yourself to get a part of this hype train, or are you <laughs> one of those guys that say, wait and see? Uh, yeah, Derek, I'm a little jaded. I've been doing this. This will be my 43rd season. <laughs> Greg doesn't strike me as a hype train guy. No. I don't know. That's why I had to ask him. I don't see him football. conducting the hype Look, train. Yeah, I don't he's see still it. a football fan, though. Yeah, I've, fan. I've seen a few things, but I will say this. I think the Eagles have a really good roster, a yeah. really good roster. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it's the best roster in their division. It's probably a top five or six roster across the league. Now, again, having said that, does that mean they're going to end up 14-3? and three? No one knows the answer to those questions. There's going to be injuries. There are going to be guys who perform above expectations. There'll be guys who probably perform below expectations. We don't know that. I mean, we just spoke about Jalen Hurts. Obviously, the focus will be on him. I'm fascinated, by the way, guys, to see what this defense will look like because I know last year a lot of people were down on Jonathan Gannon, but he's an incredibly smart guy. Yeah. I think what you're going to see so much more of this year is the Vic Fangio influence. You're seeing that throughout the league, by the way. More and more teams playing what we call quarter structure to start, four across, because you can do so many more things from that starting point than if you have a defined free safety and a box mm -hmm. safety. And I think now that they've got uh, Gardner-Johnson, who – and I'm not saying this because he's on the Eagles. Garner Johnson is a really good football player. Mm. And I think he's going to help that secondary tremendously. Um, he can play. Look, he played safety his first two years at Florida. That's what he'll play with the Eagles. But because it's going to be a quarter structure, what quarters is, without getting too deep into the weeds, uh, is a matchup zone concept. So there's a lot of matchup principles in quarters coverage. So he's going to match up two receivers. That's going to happen. Wow. So, Greg, okay. they're going to be multiple a lot, if at least it, it appears that way. They will be. Yeah, from a front uh, standpoint. Is that a concern? Is that a lot to throw on these guys? Is a lot on a coordinator? I'm with you. I believe in Jonathan Gannon. So let, let me just state that right out of the shoot. I'm, but, I'm waiting to see. For the record, I'm still yeah, Derek, waiting to Derek's, see. Derek's uh, kind of on the on the side, just just seeing what's going to happen here. But uh, with the with the talent that they have, with the diversity that they have, do you think this is going to be a very effective defense? Um, I think it'll be clearly better. I think that 
to be honest with you, I think last year, and I don't think he would ever state this publicly, nor should he, I'm giving you my opinion based on film study. I think last year he played to try to hide some concerns yeah. and some weaknesses. And the result of that was, was twofold. Number one, they didn't give up many big plays, by the way. But number two, they gave up a lot of completions. Mm -hmm. uh, so you got to pick your poison there. You know, if they started giving up big plays, the fans would be on them for giving up big plays. But because they gave up a... Uh, an S load of completions. Uh, they were on him for that because there were quarterbacks that were not considered great quarterbacks that were, you know, completing what 75, 80% of their passes. Derek Carr, yeah. 91. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Right. So, I mean, you know, look, the last thing defensive coordinators want to give up in this league are our big explosive plays. So I think he played last year to minimize that and feel like that was the best way to keep things together. Now that they have better people, I'm very anxious to see how that changes because it will change. Now, you talked, Rob, about the multiple fronts. We will see that. You know, the question is, if you want to play a lot of five-man fronts, that obviously loses a body in coverage, you know, because football at its core is a numbers game and a space game. So now you have to decide how you want to play that on your back end if you feel not only in your base you want to play with five across, which they will with a five-man front, but even in nickel at times, we saw them last year uh, play with a five-man front and rush five. So that impacts your coverage because you lose a body in coverage. Wow. See, that's why I, that's why I got him on, Robbie. I, I love his, his analysis. Uh, listen, I, I, could, I could listen to this for – Greg, are you are you available for like the next twenty four hours? I, uh, I am, but uh, okay. but I'll be happy to give you my routing number and account number. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Hey, Greg. Um, I, I, this is an Eagles team, and as you know, being in one of the more critical markets um, in all of pro football, this is a, a very this is it's like it's like a family. They yep. back you, and they'll fight with anybody who talks about you. Um, I've said Jalen Hurts has the mental makeup, and I think that's the most important aspect, to handle this market based on what we've seen him in terms of when he's gotten in front of the media to discuss some of the things that have been said about him. Um, I think that's, I think in a lot of ways that's more important than a physical makeup, first and foremost, of how to handle fan-based media market like Philadelphia. And I think he's mastered that already at a young age. Well, and I think there's another factor, Derek, from everything I've heard, because, you know, I've gotten to know some of the coaches, yeah. is he's he wants to be coached hard. Okay. And I think that's absolutely critical. Like I said, I, I'm a big believer in it. I was, the, 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 the thing I'm most grateful about in my career, which really led me on my way to, to whatever I, it is that I am now, I'm sure yeah. many people have different opinions on that. Um, but I was fortunate to be taught in detail the quarterback position by Bill Walsh. I knew Bill Walsh mm. well. So, you know, I start there. When I think about the quarterback position, I think about playing it perfectly, as most coaches should think about it. They know it will it doesn't happen that way, but that's the way it should be coached. You know, obviously defenses, you know, in this league, there's a lot of smart coaches, contrary to what fans might think at times. Um, these guys work and work and work and work. They live this. I mean, that's the bottom line. So when you talk about a quarterback, you – you need to be coached, you need to be receptive to coaching, and you need to be accountable. You know, there's nothing worse than quarterbacks that that never say it's my fault. That, mm -hmm. that just tears a team apart. Yep. Jalen Hurts is not that guy. 
So mm -hmm. I think that Jalen Hurts mentally, as you said, Derek, is starting from a good point. The question becomes, you know, some of the things we spoke about, can he reach that level where he's playing at a high level of efficiency within the structure mm. week after week after week and going even deeper, snap after snap after snap? Okay. Greg, I'd love to have you dispel some critiques or criticisms we hear of him. One, he doesn't have a strong enough arm for the NFL. True or false? I would say it, it, as an absolute, it's false. He, his arm is not – it's not a power arm. He does not have one of the stronger arms in the league, but I don't think it's a severe limitation. Now, I am a believer in arm strength, so I do want you guys to know that. I, I mm -hmm. think there are throws in, in important games. It doesn't necessarily happen. Look, the way they played last year down the stretch um, – there were a lot of games where he didn't need to make those special throws. Um, but I think that when you're playing really good teams and you, you get, you're going to where you want to get to, there are going to be throws in games that you need to drive the football with velocity. Um, can he do that? I don't think he can do it 10 times a game. Can he do it a couple of times? Probably. Um, but there's no question you would not put Jalen Hurts' arm among the, the more elite arm talents. And I know that's a cliche these days, but you wouldn't put him in that category. But it's strong enough to be a quality NFL quarterback. Right, let me hit you with one more. The, the, I'm going to use a basketball term, the mid-range game. You know, yeah. Some of the throws over the middle that aren't necessarily deep shots, but aren't you know five-yard outs either is a bit of a struggle for him. Is that what you found in your film work? Yes, because that's, those are pace and touch throws. Mm -hmm. And that's, those are different than, than arm strength throws. And, and no, those kinds of throws often can separate quarterbacks because while I said, there's might be a few throws in a game that really require you to muscle it up and drive the football with velocity. Um, more throws have to do with pace and touch, firm touch, uh, taking something off the ball, laying it out there. Those are there are more throws like that. That is an area where Jalen Hurts mm -hmm. does need work because um, he does at times can have a delivery that's a little bit elongated. And sometimes when your delivery is a little bit elongated and there's more motion, it's a little tougher con to control the ball. The guys that have the quicker compact deliveries, you know, a Joe Burrow, for instance, has a very quick compact delivery. They can control the ball a little better. Now, what I just said is not universal. If someone's listening, they might say, oh, well, so-and-so has a bit of a long delivery and he has great ball placement. Nothing's 100%. It's right. just it, it's it's just more often than not. The more – the more motion you have in anything, the, the more difficult it is to control it. Hey, Greg, outside of the quarterback, give me give me one player on each side of the ball for the Eagles that you will watch extremely close this season in terms of being intrigued by how productive they can be within the structure of the system. Well, can I give you two guys on offense? Sure. sure. Dallas Goddard, who I okay. think talent-wise is a top five tight end in this league. Mm -hmm. Um and the other player who fascinates me to see how he'll be deployed, knowing that Miles Sanders seems to, you know, get nicked up a lot, is Kenny Gainwell. Because okay. I think Kenny Gainwell is a terrific receiver. Um, when I watched him in Memphis in the last year he played, because he sat out the COVID year, he ran routes like a wideout. And I think that you need to take advantage of that. So I'm very curious to see him. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, I would say uh, – 
White, the linebacker who they signed, because they're white. Okay, is a fascinating guy to me because he was a safety at West Virginia, as you guys probably know. Mm-hmm. He's he's while you wouldn't call him one of the five or six best linebackers in the league, I think his skill set is still complete. You know, it's not high level in the way we talk about the Darius Leonard's or the Fred Warner's or the Demario Davis's or, and I'm missing a few guys, obviously, um, that I just can't think of right now. He's yeah. not at that level of player, but I think his, his ability to play all three downs fits that. So I'm very anxious to see because that's a position, as you guys know, that obviously needed to be upgraded this offseason. Mm. Greg, do you see uh, Jordan Davis having a, a, a major impact, slight impact, not buying it this year? What, where would you, what category would he fall into? Um, I would say that will depend on one thing, Rob, how much base they play versus how much sub. Mm. Because, you know, I know last year when I evaluated Davis and I got ripped by a lot of people who told me I didn't understand defense, uh, but you know, Davis only played tw- about 22 snaps a game for Georgia yep. last year. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that obviously is not a concern for the Eagles or they wouldn't have traded up to draft him. Right. And we all hope he becomes a great player. But the question is he was not used on third down at Georgia. He was not used in passing situations at Georgia. Um, the argument, of course, I kept getting was, well, they had good players. Well, we're in the NFL now. There's pretty good players in the NFL, too. So, you know, I'm just curious. I, you know, I think that Davis has unique traits for his size. Um, I think he's his strength is remarkable. I, I made a distinction, which a lot of people ripped me for, um, but I thought the film showed that. Now, there are always exceptions. That's the thing. So you can always point out, cherry pick a play and say, aha, look, he did that. You could do that with anybody. You could pick out the 25 best plays of any player and say, this guy should be in the Hall of Fame. Right. You know. But I think that he's incredibly strong. I thought that he wasn't as powerful as he was strong. And the definition of power to me would be strength in motion. So mm. I think that there were examples of it without question. But I think that they're probably working with him on that. Um, you know, so I, I don't know if right now, Rob, the Eagles see him as a player that's going to be on the field on third down in your sub fronts. Now, if it's first and 10, he could be in a sub front because obviously most teams in the NFL play a ton of 11 personnel with three wide receivers and they do that on first down. So he could certainly be on the field then, but is he going to be on the field on third and nine? My guess is certainly early in the season, you'll not see that. Mm, okay. All right. Last one from me, Greg, from what you saw of Nick Sirianni last year, and it yeah. was a, you know, a year they start off two and five, they get it together. They end up being in the playoffs to much to a lot of people's surprise. What's your sense of him as a coach? Do you feel good about him going forward? Yeah, I thought he did a great job last year because I thought he started the year with the idea that I need to find out if Jalen Hurts can toss it around the yard and if we can build our offense around the quarterback. And I think he found out that at that point in Jalen's career, you could not. And I, he made that change. Now, whether that change was in the bag from preseason or he made it midseason, he made the absolute right adjustment. They became a running football team. Um, they played to Jalen's strengths as they were a year ago. Um, and that, to me, is coaching. You play to what you have. Look, Nick Sirianni's background, he wants to throw the ball. And by what they've done this offseason, we know that they, they understand they're not getting to or winning a Super Bowl playing the way they did the last seven or eight games last year. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, they're going to run the ball. They're going to rely on Jalen's running ability, structured running ability, design running ability within the context of the offense. But to be a great offense in this league right now and to win playoff games and get to a Super Bowl, you have to throw the football. Not only proactively when it's first and 10, but you have to be able to throw it when the defense has the tactical advantage. And I think they understand that. That's why they went out and got A.J. Brown. That's the, I think that's what they're working toward with Jalen. Keep in mind, they have three receivers right now that can win one-on-one. And yeah. in this league, what does everybody talk about? Matchups. They have Brown, Smith, and Goddard. They can win one-on-one matchups. And don't lose sight of that fact. That's going to be very important because defenses play man. You know, the Dallas Cowboys last year played more man coverage than any team in the NFL. So they're going to face man coverage, and they have three receivers that can win. Greg, I have two quick questions for you, one of which is, do you think the Eagles are that much better than the Cowboys on paper right now? Uh meaningfully better yes i mean okay. yeah that much is one of those you know they're, they're better than the cowboys yes their roster is better okay secondly your thoughts on 40 year old jason peters ah. signing with the cowboys how many <laughs> offensive linemen play at the age of 40 well i mean i don't think jason over the last you know year or so has been obviously what he was when he was you know a hall of fame left tackle but he obviously still wants to play um look they're they're looking for a left tackle so you know, they, they signed him. I mean, it's hard for me to say what he might be this year until I see him on tape. But, um, you know, they didn't sign him to sit on the bench, whether he plays this week against the Bucks, that That's I don't none of us know that. But uh, but he's going to be their left tackle sooner than later. Mm, OK, Greg, very illuminating stuff, man. It, it was awesome Thank to be you, able man. to catch up, to have you on. And we look forward to checking out your work. Uh, again, executive producer, analyst, NFL matchup with Matt Bowen and Sal Pal, senior producer at NFL Films for 42 years and the author, co-author 42. of the games. Yeah, the games that changed. Yeah, that is 42. I mean, do you ever say to yourself, I've been there for 42. Like, how does that even? Well, it hit me when actually, guys, real quick story. When the year before the pandemic, when I was out at Eagles camp and Peter King happened to be out at training camp that day. And that was my 40th year, I believe. And he said to me, are you aware that you've been part of the NFL for 40% of its existence? Wow. And until he said that to me, I was like, wow, yeah, that's – no, I guess I really hadn't thought of it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good, though. Pretty good to soak that oh, in, man. Yeah. Greg, listen, thanks for the time, man. We'll Thank let you, you get G. back to your to your work, but we appreciate catching up with you. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much. All right, All right you got it, Greg Cosell. Uh, you know, I'm telling you, Derek, there are certain people that was I, I watched the film, and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, sure okay. you did. Yeah. This guy – He's like Baldy in the sense that they live it. They love it. They They absorb it. They have cots over there. They sleep over there at NFL Films headquarters watching film on these guys. I thought that was really cool insight there on Jalen Hurts. So we'll let's kind of soak all that in. We'll 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 talk about it a little bit when we get back and uh we'll dig into this game that they played against Detroit last year too, Derek, Mm -hmm. when we return. Two o'clock, Mike Missinelli's gonna join us. We're gonna go around the NFL. We'll get all kinds of NFL stuff in store for you. Also, you don't want to go anywhere, man. It is Football week. Yes, we are less. Well, actually, what time is it? It We're now five days away. Exactly. We're now 120 hours, Derek, but who's counting from the Eagles and the Lions? He's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk a little pro action restoration. Yeah, pro action restoration is the place that you want to call or reach out to if your home or your business or a property you own may experience any kind of inconvenience due to a water issues, fire, smoke, mold damage, whatever. 
a day like this, like we're having in Philadelphia, there are people that are bound to have problems in their home or in their business. And if you got some flooding, it's the worst. I've gone through it. I went through it at my parents' house. I reached out to ProAction. They got right over there. They cleaned it up. The crew was professional and the price was very reasonable. Just reach out to them. They're licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company as well. Again, it could be water, it could be fire, it could be smoke, it could be mold remediation. You name it, they will handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760. Or you can reach out to them online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. The faces you know, the team you trust. The Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Welcome back in. We are Sports Take. 
can see that on our, our fancy new graphics, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I'm loving it, by the way. Uh, Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett off today. He'll be back tomorrow. We just finished up with Greg Cosell from NFL Films, Mike Missinelli, who will be part of the post-game show with Derek, with Seth Joyner, and Devin Caney will be joining us at 2 o'clock as we get you cranked up for this week. Yes, it is NFL week, week one, Thursday night. you got the Bills at the Rams and, of course, the Eagles at 1 o'clock on Sunday against the Lions. Speaking of the Eagles and the Lions, Derek, let's go back. Let's take a little walk back in time uh, to last season. Interesting um, what was going on with the Eagles at this point. So, Derek, the Eagles, as we entered this week eight game, were two and five. And it was really ugly. It was, you know, as you can imagine, you know, the team gets off to that kind of start. Nobody was really sure about the coach. Nobody was really sure uh, about Jalen Hurts. There, there was a lot happening with the team at that time. This is also, Derek, on the cusp of them going to Detroit. And I know the final was 33-22. But the game didn't feel that close. And Derek Carr carved them up. And, and he went off. It was really a low point in a lot of ways for the season. So the Eagles looked like they were headed in the wrong direction. Now, Detroit was 0-7. It didn't, you didn't think you were taking on you know the Steelers from the 70s. So you understood it was a game that they should win. But the Eagles went in there and trounced them. And they won 44-6. to and just an absolute beatdown, which was strange because Detroit had really played and, and did play a lot of close games last year. They didn't get beat up by a lot of teams. You're, you're muted, Derek. Obviously, the coaching staff of the Eagles identified a weak link in Detroit's armor, and they felt that they had the personnel on both sides of the football to thoroughly frustrate and dominate Detroit, and as it turned out, that was the case. And we've said it before, and we'll say it again on this show today, you have to give a lot of props to Nick Sirianni and his coaching staff for identifying making a switch um, at a critical juncture of the season. Some coaches would have hesitated doing that and would have tried to keep force-feeding the same rhetoric to their team, and it would have cost them in a lot of ways. Yep. But this coaching staff identified we need to make a switch and play more to our strength, which is the interior offensive and defensive lines, and let the guys around them do their thing. And they couldn't have picked a better opponent, an opponent that was playing close games, but an opponent that had not found a way to win. And the Eagles went out. They shocked the world by running the football as much as they did, basically taking the ball out of Jalen Hurts' hands and forcing him to be the deciding factor in this game. They let him be a compliment in this game more so than anything else. And they did a great job of just spreading the wealth. They didn't rely on one or two players to get the job done. They spread the wealth and got everybody involved, and it turned out being a lopsided game. This game yeah. was over basically at halftime. Yeah, it was re – there weren't too many games last year you put your feet up and you just – eh, you can relax a little bit. You can take right, a deep right. breath with the Eagles. So, all right, so a couple things to of note. The Eagles in the game rushed for 236 yards. Yep. And it was – it was they kind of spread the wealth. Hertz ran for 71. Boston Scott had 60. Uh, Jordan Howard, who we know isn't here, had 57. So they, yep. they it was kind of a spread out thing. Hertz didn't didn't do much and didn't really have to do much in the air. He went nine for 14, 103 yards. Right. He didn't throw a touchdown or have a pick. He, he as I mentioned, he rushed for 71. Um, Goddard had a nice game in the air. Uh, he he played well, six catches, 72 yards. Mm -hmm. uh, Boston Scott rushed for two touchdowns, as did uh, Jalen Howard. 
So a uh, Jordan Howard, excuse me. Um, Miles Sanders didn't play in the game. If, if people are wondering, he had the ankle mm-hmm. issue. So he was not in that game. Darius Slay, you know, had a pretty heroic return to Detroit. Uh, he scooped that one up and went 33 yep. yards. And he <laughs> let everybody know about it while he was uh, oh, yeah. while he was running it in. Um, the Eagles sacked Jared Goff five times in the game, Derek. Sweat had two. Milton Williams had one. Uh, Derek Barnett had one. Taron Jackson had one. And Hassan Ridgeway, who's not here anymore, had one as well. So they, they, they were able to get to him in that game. That was a big advantage with the Eagles defensive line over that Lions offensive line. Um, Goff, 25 to 34, 222 yards, as I mentioned. It was a really forgettable day for Detroit and a really memorable game that kind of got the Eagles going in that 21 season. Well, there was actually six quarterback sacks in that game because they got David Blau one time also. Oh, that's right. That was just the sacks on Goff. You're right. Yep. Yep. So they they had six, but the sacks were a byproduct of Detroit having to come out of its game plan and going to the air even more so to try to catch up, which obviously didn't happen. And, of course, the Eagles' defense, um, as spotty as the defense had been at times, the Eagles' defense basically pinned back his ears and just went after the, you know, just went after the quarterback like a piece of raw meat. So that helped them as well. And uh, offensively, Detroit does, just didn't have the personnel to overcome that kind of a deficit. But when you look at the overall way the game played, the way the Eagles controlled the football really did Detroit in. I mean, you look at the scoring drives in the first quarter, 10 plays, 63 yards, 525 drive. Second quarter, 8 play, 81 yards, 450 drive. Third quarter, 11 play, 90-yard drive, 558, almost six minutes there. And then, of course, uh, another drive, 9 plays, 57 yards, 440 on the drive there. So they dominated the time of possession, which also hurt Detroit, you know, Anytime you fall behind like that, you obviously got to scramble. It's helter-skelter after that because you're trying to find something to give your side a bit of momentum. And Eagles never gave them that bit of momentum. And, of course, with Detroit trying to play more hurry-up football, it forced them into making more mistakes as well along the way. They were doing a lot of three-and-outs in Detroit, which gave the ball right back to the Eagles' offense. Mm-hmm. You know, So that really, that really helped the Eagles out as well. And, Rob, to be honest with you, I can see scenarios this year where they may have to rely more heavily on the run, and Jalen Hurts might only throw the ball 15, 17 times in a game. There's going to be a few opponents out there in a few game situations where that's going to happen as well this year. So they already have that body of work in. Uh, But I expect them to be, as we've talked about, a little bit more balanced because everybody wants to see this new and improved Jalen Hurts. And I'm sure the coaching staff does also and the front office because they have to make a decision about their quarterback situation at the end of the year. So we have to see a more well-rounded Jalen Hurts coming out of the gates. And I think Detroit, although I think Detroit is going to give them a run for their money in this game, I think the Eagles are going to win the game, but I think Detroit's going to make it tough on them. I think this is the perfect opponent for the Eagles to give Jalen a little bit more leeway to show some of his passing prowess and his decision-making prowess uh, that should be enhanced more so than it was a season ago. No, Derek, I agree. And that, but look, the, the, what we know, at least my guess would be that Dan Campbell and and Detroit in general are going to come out and they're and it, uh, it was it Aaron Glenn's his defensive coordinator. They're going to come out and they're going to say we're stopping the run. Okay, we we're going to load the box up, and, and, you know, and, until you prove otherwise that you can beat us in the air. Yep. Which the Eagles should be able to take advantage of that. I mean, when you have AJ Brown and you have Devontae Smith and you have Dallas Goddard and, and Quez Watkins and Zach Pascal, you should be able to take advantage of that if teams Absolutely. do that to you. 
that's my guess what Detroit's going to do because they got embarrassed on the ground last yep. year. And, you know, and the other thing is I just wanted to point this out with Detroit. So not that they were good. They weren't. They were an awful team record-wise. But after that Eagles game, they had a bye week. The next week, they played to a 16-16 tie-in in right. Pittsburgh. That's right. They lose 13-10 to at Cleveland. Yeah. They lose 16-14 to the Bears. They lose to the – I'm sorry. They beat the Vikings the next week. Yeah. I mean, four games that were – they either won yeah. one of them, and the other games were like two-point, three-point, and ties. Like So they right. – this is not an awful team. Like, I think some Eagles fans just look at this game and say, they're going to kill them. I don't think so, man. The line has stayed pretty steady at four points, and I know not everybody reads into that stuff, but I do. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a, a white knuckler towards the end of this game. That's just my sense. Well, our colleague, Barrett Brooks, thinks that the Eagles are going to blow him out, you know, he based does. on what he's watched. Uh, the film he's watched uh, on this and, and of course, watching Detroit uh, on Hard Knocks as well. He thinks it's going to be a lopsided affair, uh, a repeat of 2021. I've always said the first games of a new NFL season are so unpredictable. And we just heard Greg Cosell talk about how there's going to be three or four games. You're going to sit back and say, wow, I didn't expect this, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not saying the Eagles game is going to be one of them. But I do expect to see a a a, a, a Detroit team that's still wounded by that embarrassment, a Detroit team that is was wounded by uh, their overall productivity or lack thereof in 2021. I go back to that initial hard knocks uh, where the running back, Jamal Williams, when he was called upon to break down the team after practice, and he's got tears streaming down his face, and he goes, give everything you got. This is not who we are. It made me sick every week last year watching what we had to go through. We're not that team anymore. And sometimes that's a wake-up call the team needs. You know, the guys who were holdovers from last year, just as you just talked about, they looked at the, the, the scores of a lot of games they played last year. And it was the difference of one or two plays that decided the outcome of those games. And in most cases for Detroit, much to uh, Detroit's demise, they were the last series or the second last series of a game, whether they had the ball or was trying to defend their goal line, that cost them a game. Yeah. So don't think they haven't, that hasn't been harped on. And you know what? They're grown men playing a grown a grown man's game. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a lot of pride as well. Um, and they're healthy coming out of the gate. You know, although Big V uh, will not be playing in this he game for them. Correct. Yep. But, you know, they, there's a lot of pride there. There's a lot of stake. They want to turn They want to turn their mojo around. They want, they want to show people we're not the Detroit Lions of 2021. So that's why I expected um, – I expect it to be a little bit more of a, a knockdown drag out type brawl with, with Detroit and it being a season opener in their backyard as well. So some got some names to look out for on Detroit's roster. DeAndre Swift is a, a home run hitter type. If he can stay on the field, he, you know, right. injuries have, have been an issue with him, but if he can stay on the field, he's, he's dangerous, right? For sure. Yes. Um, Amon Ra St. Brown yep. was a guy who had a really good season under the radar last year, who's going to be that much better. Watch out for him. They, 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 DJ Chark is a guy who's there now. You kind of tend to forget he's jumped around a little bit. He's there now. TJ Hawkinson is, is a is a good tight end. He's got a lot of potential. Yeah. Um, so, and along their offensive lines, the guys to look for is Taylor Decker. Frank Ragnow is another one. Uh, Penny Sewell, yep. who was a, a, a high pick for them as well. You mentioned uh, that, that Halapula Vati Vaitai is injured. Big V, he is out. He will not play in the game, former Eagle. Um, the other side of the ball, it's Brockers 
it's Hutchinson, the rookie. Mm-hmm. It's the guy you I know caught your eye during a uh, hard knocks is Malcolm yeah. Rodriguez. Yeah, he's one to keep your eye on. Tracy Walker is another one. Uh, Jeff Akuda is another one. Um, so that it's not that they don't have players. There's some talent on that side of the ball, and it's the second year. We talk about this with Sirianni all the time. You know, second year now with a with a head coach. You know, team kind of gets acclimated a little bit more. So I think it'll be interesting. Now, all that said. What last year looked like doesn't necessarily translate in you know a lot of times to what this year looks like because not right. only we, you know we mentioned Detroit maybe didn't have that many uh, new faces the Eagles have a lot of new faces I mean they have AJ Brown they have Kaiser White they have Hassan Reddick they have James yeah. Bradbury they have Chauncey Gardner uh, Johnson in addition to, to all the other the rookies Jordan Davis who may get playing time etc mm-hmm. these teams are going to look different so it's it's not going to be a carbon copy of what we saw last year. No, you know, when you when you compare the two teams, you know, Howie Roseman made, made a lot of wild moves this offseason. Detroit basically stayed under the radar. They didn't make a lot of those wild moves. You know, the biggest wild move for them was getting Aiden Hutchinson in the draft with the second overall pick. So obviously that staff, Dan Campbell and that staff, feel that they already have the personnel in-house to improve this product. Okay, now you're another year further along in that product, but are you that much better compared to what the Eagles have done, you know, on both sides of the football. That that remains um, to be seen. But I've always said, Rob, and many people in our industry do, you have to learn how to win before you win in, 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 in the NFL. Yeah. Yep. Detroit went through a lot of growing pains last year, coming up on a short end of a lot of scores that could have been different for them. How much did that benefit them? How much how much will last year benefit them for what they're about the, to endure in 2022? We're going to find out. Yeah. I think we agree. We don't expect Detroit to be um, a playoff team, mm-hmm. but we expect them to be a more competitive team. And by being more competitive, does that translate into them having learned how to to finish off games a lot better than they did last year, we're going to find out. A couple things uh, we mentioned earlier that that Dillard will have surgery for that that uh, broken arm. Uh, one, this one was kind of interesting to me, Derek, and I and I get it because it seems like it was a mutual thing, and they wanted to give Al Har or Anthony or Al, um, uh, Anthony Harris the best opportunity yep. to catch on with somebody on their roster rather than their practice squad. But one thing I thought we may see this week, at least. Yeah. was if Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is not up to speed on everything right. conceptually, I thought maybe they would elevate Anthony Harris this week and he may start and or get time. But I, I it sounds like he's his representatives went to the Eagles and said, look, we got some sniffs elsewhere. Yep. Just do us, do us the solid. Let it, let, let's, we're going to move on here. And they did, which is yeah, the right which thing to fine. do. Which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's one thing to keep in mind. Dillard with the surgery. Uh, Carson Strong, who that whole thing was a mystery, man. I don't know what <laughs> what any of that was, but anyway, he, he had a tryout with the Broncos uh, yesterday. Maybe he catches on there, but that this was just that was a very weird situation. That guy couldn't even get on the field in preseason games, man. Dude, he got what 300,000 300, in, nice, in guaranteed nice, nice work if you can just, get it for, for just yeah. being here for the summer. Yeah, hey, where do I sign up for that, Derek? Yeah, really, I'll take that. You know, yeah. that's not a, that's not a problem with me at all. But you're right. Uh, the fact that they gave up on him so quick because the Eagles are, are usually pretty consistent when it comes to taking a young quarterback in the later rounds and and keeping them on their practice squad to try to develop to see what they have or what they don't have and then maybe deciding later in the season. But, man, they gave up on him real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no question he has the arm talent to play at this level. 
the biggest concerns was his knee issues because he's had so many knee surgeries since high school. You know, and obviously, I, and I've looked at him in, in terms of the few the few games that I've saw him play. To me, he was like a stationary target. You know, he's not mobile at all. But quarterbacks can survive in the NFL as, as non-mobile quarterbacks if you put the right personnel around him. Um, but man, the Eagles gave up on him real quick. You talk about money down the drain. Yeah. Obviously, that's a drop in the bucket bucket for an NFL organization, right? You know, to pay. But still. I was just shocked that they didn't try to bring him back. When they cut him, I wasn't surprised. I'm thinking, well, he's going to be back in the practice squad. Oh, no. Gone. Yeah. I'll tell you, I, I, I found it interesting. I was uh, I was listening to Howie Roseman today. He was on uh, WIP's morning show. And he was pretty frank when it came to to Jalen Rager. I don't know if you, if you saw this, Derek. So he said yeah. – um, you know, regarding choosing Reger over Justin Jefferson, he said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and lie. We'd like to have that moment back. And what he went on to say was the mistake they made was sort of drafting for need, drafting somebody who could play the, in their opinion at the time could play the outside in Reger because some, I wasn't one of them. Some people view Justin Jefferson as, as simply mm-hmm. a slot guy because he played mm-hmm. more slot mm-hmm. his last year at LSU than he did uh, in, in his previous years. I, I, I'll give him credit for being frank about it. Um, you know, now that Rager's in the in Minnesota, he's yep. is, you know coming clean with it. But, you know, that one still stings a little bit, that's for sure. Well, you know what? What team doesn't make a mistake, though? Yeah, you're going to have whiffs. You're going to have whiffs, and that was a big whiff for them. Um Hopefully, hopefully he finds his niche in the NFL. Not the week the Eagles play them, of course. But I like how Jeff, Justin Jefferson came out and defended him. He said, "You know, it was unfair that he was compared to me. He didn't ask to be drafted where he was drafted." Yeah. You know, and, you know, when you're a new guy walking in a new environment, and the first thing you're wondering is, "I wonder these. I wonder what these people think about me in Minnesota because it didn't pan out for me in Philadelphia." Mm-hmm. And when your star marquee player comes out publicly and and basically takes up for you. That's a huge comfort zone in terms of just settling in, getting acclimated to your new surroundings, and getting up to speed to be one of the guys to try to help that team now become a better overall team and offense in in, in particular. Um, and I wish him well. You know, uh, it just it just didn't work out here for him for whatever the case may be. Um, he's in a situation now where he's got two Pro Bowl wide receivers in front of him. He's got a quarterback who puts up incredible regular season numbers every year. Great offensive line, so there's not a lot of pressure on him, on him. All he has to do is fit in, be that number three receiver they can count on in crunch time. He has the physical makeup. He has the ability. Now he just has to go out and show it, show how bad he wants to be in the league. And I think something that's going to be big for him, as much as we want guys to tune things out, he's not. there's not going to be the con- constant drumbeat that he was this bust draft pick there. Like yeah, He's yeah. an afterthought, and I, yeah, I, I, yeah. and I mean this in a positive way for him your focus is on Justin Jefferson and Thielen and, you know, Dalvin cook and that offense, right? It's not on Jalen, right? Whatever they get from him is gravy at this point. Absolutely. So he's in a spot where he can, I think exhale for a second. And, uh, and I think it actually helps him being there. Yes. Is it a reminder with Justin Jefferson right there? Yeah, maybe, but you know, it can't be perfect. You can't have everything. So I think he's in a, in a spot where he's, I think set up to succeed. If he's ever going to succeed, he's set up to succeed there. If I'm Jalen Rager, the first thing I'm doing is learning as much as I can from Justin Jefferson mm-hmm. and from Adam Thielen in terms of how to be a better route runner, how to be a better football player at the NFL level. 
he, he's in a great situation right now. Man, he could have gone from here to like a Houston. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. A, a Jets, mm-hmm. Cleveland, and been lost in a shuffle. But he's going to a team that doesn't need him to come in and be the man right away. He's got the opportunity to learn from two proven commodities already in the NFL. Now, he had that opportunity here as well with yeah. an A.J. Brown. But obviously, you know, um, Eagles, Eagles thought otherwise. And so, you know, now it's on him. Now it's on him to show how bad he wants it. No question. All right, so we'll come back. We'll do some NFL stuff, Derek, and we'll mix in some Phillies as well. Phillies are, if they can get it in between the raindrops, we'll get back at it. It was a hideous West Coast trip for them. But NFL-wise, we're going to get into contenders with questions. All right, so AFC, NFC, teams that appear to be playoff teams, but they've got some warts or they got some challenges in front of them. So we'll dig into uh, both conferences and and a bunch of other stuff. I'll tell you who the, uh, the crew is that's doing the Eagles game on TV. We'll, we'll touch on that as well. Weird. Did you see this weird story with Furkan Korkmaz in, in the game that he played yeah, over dude. New York? That's, that's crazy. Luckily, he, lucky he didn't get hurt. No, I know. know. Very fortunate, man. man. So we will, we'll cover that as well. We'll get into uh, some birthdays as we always do and all that good stuff. So you don't want to go anywhere. Barrett off today. Derek, Rob, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk Razor Technology. Razor Technology's comprehensive managed service provider solution delivers constant monitoring, on-demand assistance, and rapid issue resolution. Through data-vetted and insight-driven implementation, they strengthen your existing IT resources with both human power and expertise that reduces security risks and downtime while enhancing organizational efficiency and productivity. They are a strategic resource for adaptive and fast-growing companies that need help selecting, implementing, and managing their IT services. Their goal is always bigger than one project, one problem, or one upgrade. It's improving the overall function of their partners and helping them achieve their business objectives through an ongoing synergistic relationship. Give your IT team the freedom to refocus by augmenting their reach with Razor technology. Contact Razor today to learn how our managed services can protect and enhance your business by calling 866 797 3282-866-797-3282 or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. My wife was in an accident that changed our lives forever. She was in rehabilitation for years. She had to learn to walk again. She couldn't take care of herself. We couldn't afford a nurse. We were running out of options. One conversation with Palm. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The hockey changed everything. They understood what we were going through and immediately helped us navigate the legal process. We can't thank them enough. Pond Lee Hockey. Tell us your story. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Right there, subscribe, tell a friend. We appreciate you hanging out with us. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Also check out our great work uh, on jacobsports.com. There are, there's phenomenal Eagles content on there. There are ways to link up to all the shows um, and the podcasts of our shows and the guests that we've had You know, o- over the course of time. Friday, we had Seth Joyner on. We had Paul Domowicz. Wednesday, we had... Ruben Frank, we had Shield Kapadia on Tuesday. Of course, a little bit earlier, if you missed any of it with Greg Cosell, that will be there in its entirety. And you always go back and watch the entire show as well. But we have Mike Missinelli coming up uh, a little less than a half hour. Mike's going to be joining us as well. All right, Derek, so I want to touch on this. So the Phillies go one and five on the West Coast trip um, that they just recently uh, finished up. They were off yesterday. I don't 
I don't know. I didn't study the forecast closely enough to see how it's, I, I think it's going to be a little dicey tonight weather-wise. Maybe they're going to be able to get it in. Um, I know they certainly want to. That's for sure. Anyway, so they play tonight. They start a, uh, a three-game set against the Marlins. They, they will get the Marlins and the Nats next. So if you're you're ever looking for two teams to sort of reset here, and especially after having a day off, it would be those two teams. Go ahead. You're, you're muted there. Don't don't do it, Rob. Don't do I, it. Did don't I just jinx it? it? Did don't I say just it. Do it? <laughs> yeah, no, you know, because we all anticipated, you know, we said they needed to take two out of three um, in Arizona. They needed to take two out of three in San Francisco. You know, you look at an Arizona team that was struggling. And they barely won one game. I mean, they blew them out the last game, but they, they needed that one after giving up softball scores, back-to-back games against an Arizona team that was the second-worst-hitting team in the National League. They were batting 229 as a team going into that series. And you look at a San Francisco team that has a lot of potential, way playing way below what they played in 2021. And what happens? They go in there and get swept. Yeah, And it, it's not panic time. Because they're still right there. They're now even um, for that 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 second wild card, second or third wild card spot with the Padres. But I think it's a, a time of concern because the Castellanos is back on the on the, on, on uh, IR again for ten days or whatever the case may be. Yep. They still are not healthy pitching wise yet, you know, um, and they're, and they're hitting the ball, but they're not driving in the runs with authority the way they had in the past. I mean, he gave up a you know, big score against San Francisco, yep. you know, in that, in that first game as well. And I'm looking at the pitchers. I, I brought this up last week and we discussed it. Syndergaard got caught. Okay. When he was winning, when he started out three and zero for the Phillies, the numbers that he was putting up then was similar to what he's going through now. Well, his last outing, what was a no decision. And he lost his last decision. I believe it was. And Gibson, he lasted an inning oh. and two thirds. Yeah. Okay. Derek, in those five losses, they went. The starters went three and two thirds, four, one and two thirds, four and a third, and four. Jeez. You're not winning that way. No. I mean, you're not winning. No. Yeah, no. and it's it was the only the only guy who stepped up was Bailey Falter. He's the only one who stepped up for them. Again, which, you know, we thought he was going to be the guy getting torched. Um, no, it's it's completely unacceptable. Not, it, it, you name it, they did it poorly, right? They were five for twenty-one. The last two games with runners in scoring positions committed multiple errors, tons of walks, hit by pitch, walks with the bases loaded. I, I mean, bad, bad defense all around, bid decision making. It really, they really reverted back to early in the year. What it looked like with Girardi, it hasn't looked like this under Rob Thompson. It was, it was. You hope it's just a little blip on the radar. It happens when you play 162. Uh, we're gonna find out real quick tonight. It, it, you know, it's it's Nola. And yep. guess what, dude? You want to be considered an ace? You want to be a stopper? Stop the bleeding, my man. Get the tourniquet on the on the arm. Let, let's go. You know, and, and the thing that concerns me the most when I look back in the series is David Robertson gives up a two-run homer to seal their fate in the sweep. Now, we've talked about when he, when he first got here, he was lights out. His last couple outings have been shaky. You know, it's been, been very inconsistent, man. Yeah. And he he gives up – what did he give up, uh, four hits? What was well, the, Yeah, the tough thing for him – and this is where not having Sir Anthony killed – that was a second inning of work. Yeah, I don't know if that happens yes. if Sir Anthony's healthy. You know, that's the problem. I agree. But yeah. the bottom line is he's capable of doing it. We've seen him do yeah. it before. Yeah. You know, and he was there, what, an inning and two-thirds? Mm-hmm. He, so he started out by giving up a leadoff walk. Then he struck out the next two. 
and that set the table for what was to come. He gives up a two-run bomb to steal the to seal the deal. And I'm just looking at his overall pitching outings as of late. Hasn't been as dominant as we got used to seeing him early on in his tenure here with the Phillies. And, and again, let, let me reiterate what I said off the top when we started talking about the Phillies. I don't think it's a time for panic, but it's a time to start watching the little nuances a lot much closer with this team because the players that we were counting on to carry us through are now starting to hit a wall a little bit. Yep. No, listen, that's fair. So here's the way things are right now, Derek. They're they're two up on on Milwaukee. They're basically yep. in a flat-footed tie with the Padres right yep. now. Um the other thing that's that's happened, and we don't talk about it much because we really don't pay attention to the division standings because the Phillies aren't winning the division, but right. Atlanta's only a game back of the Mets. Yep. That thing has got real tight yes, all of a sudden. Okay. So here's the deal. If let's say the season ended this way and it's the Mets, okay? And, and the Mets are in first place. So the the way that this would work is if the Phillies are the third team, which you know that they would end up playing the St. Louis Cardinals. If they're the second team, they play the Braves. So pick your poison there. I think I'd probably rather get the Cardinals, even though, you know, the Phillies uh, have played, they have a winning record against the Cardinals and they're, and they're yeah. dead even against the Braves. I mean, it's not, I, I don't want, I'm not saying I openly want either one. If right, it, right. It, it's a toss up. Let me put it to you that way. It's a toss up. I, I will take my chances better against the Braves right now than the Cardinals based on the way the Cardinals have been playing for the last month. Yeah. The Cardinals are hitting. They're getting the pitching. They're getting the defense. The Cardinals have turned it on. Now Atlanta has, has been bird dog in the Mets all mm-hmm. summer and they're right there on the heels. Now they're knocking at the door for first place. Yeah. Mainly because the Mets have been slipping and sliding along the way over the last couple of weeks. But the way St. Louis is playing right now, especially hitting the long ball, I, Either you gotta you gotta play one of them. Yeah, you know. So yeah, you look, you, 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 it's the playoffs, man. It's not you're not playing yeah. you know patsies anymore. You gotta play somebody. So. The fact that I'd re- I'd much rather face Atlanta right now than I would the Cardinals. No, nah, fair enough. All right, so let's uh let's segue out of that and in back into the uh, the NFL. And again, again Mike Missanelli is going to be joining us uh, about twenty minutes from now. Right. So let's do the AFC today. I think we'll probably hold off AFC. on the NFC uh, till tomorrow. Uh, just okay. kind of spread the wealth so we're not rushing it. But let me give you a couple things uh, football-wise. One, the initial depth chart that came out from the Steelers, Derek, Yep. no surprise had Trubisky as the one. He's also yeah. been named a team captain. That's not a surprise. Initially, Mason Rudolph was listed as, the, as his backup. Right. Pittsburgh's changed that today. Pickett's now the two. Yeah. Maybe they just want to clarify because people made a big deal out of it. But for whatever it's worth, however you view that, uh, he's a number two right now. Um, Zach Wilson, who we saw get injured against the Eagles in that first preseason game, which was, what, a month ago, whatever it was, five yeah. weeks. Um, he They say there's a chance he might play yeah. on hey, Sunday, man. which I can't, I'm shocked by. Modern medicine technology is a beautiful thing, man, because uh, what did he have, that meniscus? Yeah. Injury, I'm thinking he's going to miss at least two or three games, and all of a sudden they're talking about putting him back in there after he had an arthroscopic surgery. Dude, we've seen players we've seen players before come back in less than a couple of weeks after an arthroscope, yeah. you know. And obviously, whatever they did when they went in there wasn't as bad as they thought initially. The fact that you're even talking about Zach Wilson being on the field for that season opener is incredible in itself. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that's a, a comfort. 
that's a comfort factor uh, for the Jets in terms of having a franchise quarterback in there. But then again, I wonder how much of that is gamesmanship also, not really telling your opponent what you're doing at this stage. A lot of teams might do that, but take it for what it's worth on the surface. He's being talked about as possibly starting that game. That that That's crazy. That, if I'm guessing, I think it's Flacco. I I, I can't yeah, imagine. Yeah. They, you're going to rush him out to face the Ravens? Exactly. Like, g- good luck. Yeah, yeah, good luck with that. You uh, really want you really want him running around back there and you just, just recently touched up knee? I don't think so. No thanks. All right. No. Speaking of those Ravens, uh, and and John Harbaugh had to address us again yesterday. It's it's never going away until the no. deal is signed. But no. uh still no deal, Derek. And we're sitting here. I know it's Tuesday. We've seen crazier things happen. This could come down Thursday, Friday, whatever, and you know, Lamar gets his money and he's happy and the whole thing, right. but I, did, I honestly didn't think it could get this far. Um, not with this team. Other teams, I could see it. But Baltimore's not generally that kind of team. They usually have everything pretty buttoned up and mm-hmm. you know taken care of. What's your sense here? Do, do, does this thing get done before they take that first snap on Sunday at 1 o'clock? We've seen it happen. But um, and, and you know Harbaugh came out and said that Lamar is focused on football. He, he's, in, he's in a zone getting ready for football. Um, I like the fact that Lamar came out a long time ago and said, basically, if a deal is not done when the season starts, we will not talk contract until the end of the season. Now, hopefully right. now, unfortunately for him, I don't care how many different ways you're going to say it. Um, a media person somewhere along the line during the season is going to bring it up. Hey, uh, you know, especially if, if, if things are, are struggle for him. Yeah. Hey, uh, is the contract on your mind? Right. Are you thinking about the numbers more so than between the stripes? Sounds like you've asked this kind of question before. <laughs> Absolutely. And I've been in I've been in yeah. you know media rooms where that question is asked a hundred times over. Yep. When it, when a quarterback or a front office says uh, we don't want to discuss that right now, we're going to put it on the back burner. But you have to ask it because you don't know what might have transpired. Right. You know, you just you have to ask the question, even though the subjects don't want to talk about it again. And they may give you a one word answer. So what? At least you asked the question. You did your job. Um, but hopefully I, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's off the table yet in terms of um, Lamar and the, and the Ravens front office sitting down trying to hash this thing out. I think the numbers, whatever they're talking about in terms of contract structure, guaranteed money is based around what Kyler Murray got out in Arizona. Right. Understandably so. Some mix and, of that and maybe Deshaun Je- uh, Watson. Deshaun you know, Watson. Some combo. Yeah. But you know what? It, despite despite Deshaun Watson's transgressions off the field, we know he's a proven commodity in terms of being a quarterback in the NFL. We know he can play the game at a high level. Mm. We still have our question marks about Kyler Murray being a more complete quarterback. Um, he looks great in spurts and then makes young player decisions. Now, as Greg Cosell talked about, I wonder how much of that has to do with the fact that he's a 5'10 quarterback trying to make plays over offensive and defensive linemen who average 6'5 in this game that we watched today. Um, we, we know Kyler's a great athlete. Lamar Jackson is a proven commodity, okay? He's played at a high level. He's won his awards. He's taken his team deep into the playoffs. We know what he's capable of doing. Lamar Jackson should be paid what Kyler Murray's making and then some. Plain and simple. Agreed. Listen, agreed with you 100%. That, it's definitely something to keep your eye on, and, and it's the kind of distraction you don't need as a team because you brought it up. It'll be asked of him. It'll also be asked of his teammates. And and you know those guys are like, what do you want me to say at this point? Yep. I, I have yep. nothing to do with this. Yeah, so, no. yeah. 
Yeah, then they get they'll get fed up, and he hears it, and, it, and then it becomes a whole thing. So I think they get it done. If you're asking me, by the time that, that he takes that snap, it's done. That's yep. just my opinion, yep. knowing that organization. All right, let's stay with the AFC. Um, really, we don't need to delve into Baltimore because we just touched on it. But the, the, if there is a we're, what we're doing is contenders with questions. Okay, the biggest question for them is what happens with Lamar and can they stay healthy, Derek? I mean, they're a team last year right. that got killed at the running back spot and got killed at defensive back, and it showed. It showed, man, and and you know you don't usually see some cracks in that armor, but you saw a little bit there last year in Baltimore. I expect them to bounce back in, in a big way this season. Well, there, there's a big possibility they may go into the season opener without their two top running backs, yep. which really hurts their running game. Now, they could miss two or three games. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is still iffy in terms of will he be available for the season opener, but that does hurt the overall structure of this offense. Does it put too much stress on the offense? We're going to find out, especially if Lamar has to do a lot more than he should within that offense as well. Um, but but I, I think Baltimore has the talent on both sides of the ball uh, to be a legitimate contender, and they have a chance to really challenge Cincinnati for that divisional title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. All right, so let's stay on Cincinnati. I mean, I don't have a lot to throw against them other than recent history. Right. You know, that's the biggest thing with them. Not only is it hard for a team to repeat, which we haven't seen since the mid-2000s, it's even worse for the team that loses the Super Bowl. Sure. I mean, they sure. usually fall off the map a lot of times and either don't get back to the playoffs, certainly don't get back to the Super Bowl, and don't have a lot of success. It feels like that's kind of the cursed team, the one that gets there the year before the following season when it comes to Cincy. Well, you know, the one thing I like Cincinnati did, you know, they got to the Super Bowl with a a less than stellar offensive line. You yeah. know, they got exposed. They went out and spent a lot of money trying to shore up that offensive line. Um, we, the quarterback, uh, I love everything about Joe Burrow's game. You look at who he's throwing the ball to, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. You know, they've got some great pass catchers. they got some great running backs. Joe Mixon and Samaj Piran are, are great as well. You look at the defense, great play. They have everything you need to repeat, uh, be, but because they have that humongous bullseye in the back, they're going to have to. They're going to be in, in slugfest every week. I think they snuck up on a lot of people last mm-hmm. year, especially in the playoffs. Now they're not a hidden mystery anymore, uh, so they're going to have that bullseye in the back. How do they respond to that challenge for seventeen games, and how healthy can they stay for seventeen games to try to get back to what they did last year? That's that's huge. Mm-hmm. That's huge, but I do think they have the makeup. Right now, as we look at this team on paper, they have the makeup of going deep into the playoffs again because of what they accomplished a year ago. I agree. I agree. I, I want to jump to the Chiefs. Um, you know, two, so two things that, that stand out. One is Tyreek Hill exiting, but the other one is their defense last year, Derek. They were 27th right. against the pass and right. 22nd against the run. You know, that's a lot to ask. Each and every week, I know how great Mahomes is, but you're asking a lot of him every single week if he's going to have to, you know, drop a thirty spot here or, or and or more. Um, that's going to be a big challenge for this team. It, I don't worry as much about overcoming uh, Tyreek Hill because I think they'll figure it out. Yep. But it's the other side of the ball that would be my biggest concern. Well, look at it like this: they they were 27th in the league in the categories you just mentioned, and they still went 12 and five. Yeah. True. Okay. Because of that man named Mahomes under center, who is probably the most unconventional franchise quarterback I've seen in quite some time. 
how he approaches the game is to me is like sandlot football. He'll flip it over his head, under his arms, behind his back. He doesn't care whatever he has to do to get the ball to where it needs to go. This is the team you talk about an either or team. This is a team that's that's very talented on offense and suspect on defense. And I think it's going to be more of the same in 2022. But because of Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, um, you know, Eric Bieniemy calling the plays, Andy Reid overseeing this thing, I think that's what I've said consistently all season long. I still think it's Kansas City's division to win or lose. Now, is that Kansas City winning 12 games a game? Again, I think they're going to be hard-pressed to try to win 12 games, but I do think they're right around that 10, 11 win range there, which which to me should be good enough to win that division again. All right, I, I, I'm kind of randomly jumping around, but I want to go Titans now because yeah. I just don't see it from an offensive standpoint. And they also lose Harold Landry, which is a massive loss, a double-digit sack guy. But offensively, other than Derrick Henry, yeah, where's the firepower? Like, where is your offense being generated? They lose AJ Brown. I I don't really feel like they they properly replaced him. Right. Um, I, you know, I'm not in love with Tannehill to begin with. So, how does this team score enough? I think I think their their claim to fame in terms of trying to win games will be ball control. If they can keep Derrick Henry healthy, which is going to be big because you know we found out that he's human last year. Uh, he missed what nine games last year yeah. uh, because of an injury, but still, and I can't, I just can't get this number out of my mind that this guy was that close to a thousand yards in the first eight games of the season. It's insane. That, that's insane. But you can't continue to overuse your back like that, or you're not going to have your back around. I think Tennessee is going to continue to try to be that physical presence on both sides of the football. They like to smash you in the mouth on both sides of the football and play bully ball. But I think because they've lost two key components, I don't see them winning 12 games this year. Will they be a playoff contender in the division they're in? Yes. I don't think they'll go deep into the playoffs, though. Let's go Dolphins. They get the Tyreek Hill uh, move. They make the Tyreek Hill move. Uh, they add some other pieces along alongside of that. They bring in a new coach, Mike McDaniel, who you know a lot of people are swear by. I think this guy's just savant-ish uh, when it comes yeah. to offenses. Yeah. Uh, they have Tua who I, I know you aren't a believer, nor am I, um, yeah. but they have a lot of talent on that team. That's for sure. Where do you see this playing out? They're in the East. They're going to have to deal with Buffalo. They're going to have to deal with the Patriots. It's not an easy division by any stretch. Uh, you know, the, the South would be a lot less of a challenge where where the Titans reside. What, what's your sense here with them? Um, I think they're going to be an interesting team to watch. I got a chance to see Tua play in the preseason, and I came away saying that's it in terms of his arm strength. You know, I mean, some, and I'm talking intermediate throws. I'm not even talking about deep balls. Doesn't have a very strong arm, very athletic, can get out of the pocket, avoid the rush, but it's got to be more to it than, than that. You've got to get the ball down the field consistently to put your team in a position to win games. I've said it once, I've said it twice, I'll say it again. I think that team is in better hands with Teddy Bridgewater under center. Even though Teddy is not as mobile as he used to be since he had that, that massive knee injury when he was with Minnesota, I just think he's a better a better command for that offense, especially when you look at the, the wealth of weapons that they have on this team. But two is their guy for now. And the Dolphins have to decide, do we have a quick hook with this guy? When we look at our roster, we're trying to win now. How much leeway do we give a Tua 
before we decide to close up shop and go with Bridgewater. And, and that's going to be a tricky road for, for uh, fans down there from the front front office down there to, to endure. Yeah. I like, I like the overall personnel. Um, but I just don't know where we're, we're going to get from the quarterback. I really don't, based on the limited amount of plays I saw him play. Let's hit too quick, and then we'll get into the big boys a little bit more. The right. Colts. I, I think Matt Ryan brings stability. Uh, I love Jonathan Taylor. I really like their offensive line. I don't necessarily love their receivers. I, right. I believe in Frank Reich as a, as a coach, and I, and I like their defense. I think they're a good playoff team, but they're not special. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Who's Matt Ryan throwing the football to? I think he has a very suspect group of wide receivers. Indianapolis has everything you want for a team in terms of being competitive. Good defense, fast defense, athletic defense. They have the the, the, the returning rushing champ, which means they have a very rugged offensive line. Matt Ryan, been around the block for, what, 15 years? Knows how to play the game. But who are you throwing the ball to? I think Tennessee. I'm sorry, Indianapolis. I picked Indianapolis – uh, to win that division, mm-hmm. I don't think it'll come easy. Um, I'm curious to see how much input Matt Ryan has in terms of calling his game compared to Frank Wright wanting his game called. Right. You know, it's, that's that's going to be a biggie. You know, yeah. who's right or who's wrong in that decision making process? Matt Ryan has, has seen everything you can possibly see when he steps to the line of scrimmage. Do you turn? Do you just just free him up? and let him do what he needs to do based on the fact that he can read defenses, he can deliver the ball where it needs to go, or is he still going to be subjected to what Frank Wright wants instead of what's best for the overall team? So watch the Colts closely. I think they're going to be a good team, not a great team, but I think they also are a good enough team to win that division. All right, we kind of touched on the Steelers with the quarterback situation. Yeah. Uh, st- still a great defense, but I just think there's too many questions right now. Yeah you know, QB wise to, to really get a sense. And even if it is Trubisky or Pickett, I, I, I don't, I think they could maybe sneak into the playoffs, but I don't see them doing a ton of damage, you know, and I, no, I know the, no. the good history that Mike Tomlin has you yeah, know, for sure. Yeah. All right, let's, let's go to the, uh, let's go to that Raider charger Bronco. We did, we did the chief kind of juggernaut there. Uh, you know, is this just these guys eating each other alive? And then whoever, whoever limps out of it is, is going to be, you know, tough to beat in the playoffs basically. Yes, you got to play. You got to play your opponents twice in that division. Uh, so that's six games against, on paper, equally talented teams with franchise quarterbacks. Um, every team now has a franchise quarterback in that division. Um, who stays the healthiest mm. in that division? That's going to be huge. I think if Derek Carr was going to have a phenomenal year with the addition of his buddy Devonte Adams, this has to be the year. The Raiders have everything else you need to be that, that playoff contending team and possibly go deep. Uh, but Derek Carr has to have one of those years like he's never had before. When you look at the collection of pass catchers that he has on this team, good young running back behind him, and a defense that's coming, a fast defense. Yeah, I, I think Derek Carr has to show he's not just a good quarterback but in, in the National Football League, but he's an even better field general in the National Football League to help get his team through some of those rough waters. Take it up a notch for yep. sure. All right, lastly, the Bills. A um, lot of hopes, a lot of expectation. A lot of people think they are the Super Bowl representative mm. on that side. Um, I, I happen to agree with those people. W- what's your sense of the Bills? Well, the Bills are my, my pick to, to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Um, they have a murderous schedule. You know, how do you come out of that schedule 
Um, that 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 is huge for Buffalo. Mm -hmm. You know, you're a victim of your own success. You had great success last year, and you paid for it this year because there's no weak sisters on this schedule for no. Buffalo. <laughs> you know, uh, from top to bottom. So I, I like them to win a division. I like their receivers. I like their running back. I'm a big fan of Singletary in the backfield. Mm -hmm. um, Stephon Diggs speaks for itself. Um, uh, the tight end's pretty good. The defense, I, I think, as I've said before, I think they have one of the best one-two safety combinations in the league with Jordan, Jordan Poirier and Micah Hyde. Um, can they jelly? Can they keep it all together on the Sean McDermott? I think that team is mature enough to handle the situations, but Rob, as you know, you know, this football is a very finicky game, man. What goes right for you can go wrong for you just as quick. Yeah, real quick. <laughs> you know, so I like Buffalo, um, but be, be cautious because I, that schedule, man, I don't know how you get through that schedule unscathed. Yeah, fair enough. All right, we'll come back. Mike Missanelli is going to join us. Mike uh, will be a part of the Jacob postgame show with Derek, with Seth, with Devin Caney. Can't wait to get Mike's insights when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Flynn Tree Services. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted tree or trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. So do you have any issues with your trees in your yard or on your property? If you do, they're just a quick phone call away. They are experts at trimming all types of trees and serve southeastern PA, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Keep in mind, and you know, if you live in the Philadelphia area, you've seen it today. We are in storm season, man. Hurricanes, you name it. Now is a great time to have your trees evaluated. The last thing you want is a strong gust of wind or a nasty storm taking down some branches or a tree into your property. Go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information and a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on acting. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. 
Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey, the largest workers' compensation law firm in Pennsylvania. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. Even better, Pondley Hockey doesn't charge a dime until you win. If you've been injured at work, give Pondley Hockey a call. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. We're back. Happy Tuesday. I have not said Monday uh, the entire show. Knock on wood. Uh, doing pretty well with that. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett off today. As I mentioned, we are now just five days away, less than five days from the Eagles' home or season opener against the Detroit Lions. And immediately following that game, you'll be able to check out our next guest, Mike Missanelli, along with Derek Gunn. Seth Joyner and Devin Caney, and there he is, Mike. You made it back from the shore, man. Did you did you take the boat back? How did you get home? Well, it, it was pretty rough today coming back from the shore, but uh, I was in the heels of a trip to Kiowa Island, also, and uh, it rained like hell down there. Uh, so I went from Kiowa to the Jersey Shore. I'm relaxing, man. This is relaxed time, but I'm really uh, <laughs> resting up for the big Sunday show. We can't wait. Yeah, hey, man, you, wait. you you've been pretty low key all summer, man. Where have you been? I've been just hanging out, the uh, you know, just uh, you know, doing some some leisurely things and trying to get back to playing golf uh, a- after the the start. I gotta tell you, uh, Kiowa. I don't know if you guys have ever been down there, but it, it's fabulous down there. And I, I played the Ocean Course for the first time in my life, which is supposed where to be is that, of- Mike? For people who may not know, it's, it's, uh, the Ocean Course is in Kiowa Island. It's uh, right across the, the. It's an island that is adjacent to Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. Uh, okay. So it, it's really kind of a self-contained island. They have some great golf courses down there, and they had the PGA at the Ocean Course, I think, last year. And uh, I swear to God, I lost uh, at least a dozen balls. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it, man. And and when they send you out, you take a cart, but they send a four caddy, and the four caddy is instructed not to look for way, wayward balls. Like forgetting the really, <laughs> yeah, yes. If you can afford to play the ocean course, they go. You can afford to lose the ball. We're not going to waste any time lo- uh, looking for your ball. So I lost a quick dozen, but it was <laughs> fun. Man. I'm ready to go. Charleston's an unbelievable town, man. That's it really a fun is. Town. Great yeah. restaurants, Rob. You know, if you've been, yeah. been down there, the restaurants yeah. seem fantastic. No doubt, Mike. I got to ask you this because I know for as, as long as you did it and you know continuing to do it. When it feels like the public is so hard one way, right? Whether that's fans, whether that's media, whatever, it always gives you a little pause, right? 
and it feels like right now there's a lot of steam and momentum built up from an Eagles standpoint. It give you any you're, kind you're of concern exactly, a little bit? Yeah. You're exactly right about that. I mean, it, it's really caught a wave towards uh, the end of training camp that they become trendy now. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I was looking at a couple power rankings today. They're actually ahead of the Cowboys in a couple power rankings. Saw one on the NFL. <laughs> and uh, I think it's really an interesting phenomenon. And listen, they're, I think they're good. Um, th- there's a couple questions that they're going to have to answer right away. And the one thing for me is they've added a lot of per- different personnel. And uh, I know when that happens, people get excited because they're good players. But you have to meld that as well. So it'll be interesting to see how, how quickly they, they can – uh, meld that and the other thing is i think they really would like to transition last year they had to run the ball out of necessity i think we'd really like to transition the other way around and and get that disparity a little different with pass run and uh they they look like they should be able to do that but again it all depends on on the quarterback will they be successful doing that after adding personnel that would accommodate that yeah. Hey, hey, Mike, are you on the Jonathan Gannon train like Rob Ellis is, or are you like, are you with D Gun? Hey, pump <laughs> the brakes, wait and see. Well, you know me, I, I, I gotta see before I, before I give in. There you and, go. Um, oh, Mike, come on, join yeah, me. There again. you go. Gannon wagon, the Gannon wagon, Mike. Well, I'm pretty much like that with everything, and I'm, I'm still like that with Hurts to, to a large extent, but especially the defense that they, they've added that kind of personnel. And now we'll see what, what he can do with that personnel. They look like they can get to the quarterback more consistently than they did. We'll see if, if they do that. And uh, that all comes down to the defensive coordinator. I, I, I don't see why they wouldn't be. I mean, they're pretty deep. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I think they're deep. And a lot of people think they could be a top 10 defense all of a sudden. Yeah, uh, Derek, I know what you're talking about. Because that, that's yeah. given the defensive coordinator that, that kind of credit that he can he can forge a top ten defense, but we'll see. Mike, are you? Rob, the, are you still in the race? I'm I'm a Ganwagon guy. Yes, I'm, he's I'm on driving. he's on that boat, man. I'm the conductor right now. I have the hat on the whole I thing. Mean, yes. Man, that's all right. Uh, yeah, why not? Well, you know, you know here, here's the other thing about the offensive part, of it, and and going back to what I said before about whether they can they can uh, uh, score enough points in that situation. The defense is facing. Not crap quarterbacks, but I was looking at right, the, right. recently where not not one guy who was a top ten ranked quarterback from last year, a couple were close, but they don't face the they face one quarterback, and that's Aaron Rodgers, who is yeah. actually a bonafide ranked quarterback. The rest were in, in double digits, and I guess you, know, you can round it up for for Dak or, or Kyler Murray or something like that. But cousins, you know, they're maybe, playing yeah. the likes of the Goffs and the, and the Cousins and the and the Tannehills and Matt Ryans and the, and the Joneses and all those guys. I think that matters. I think that really helps out. Yeah. It, it certainly could build confidence along the way. That's for sure. Mike, are you, are you in the wait and see mode with Sirianni? Or are you a little bit more either confident or do you go the other way? Where are you with him? I'm a little more confident with him. He showed me a little bit last year. Uh, so um, I, th- I think he's probably a good orchestrator. I like the fact that he stepped away from, from calling plays and he's going to be that, that uh, like CEO type of uh, head coach. Uh, and then it, it just comes down to <laughs> the defensive coordinator, really. You know, if they can be a top 10 defense, uh, I'm not worried about them at all. It, they're going to be very, very good. I mean, I, I look at them like I said 10 earlier. I may, I may have caught this late training camp wave that everybody else has, and maybe I go to 11 at this point. But I think mm-hmm. that it's going to be a fun season. I think they're going to be good. I, I don't see them like coming out crapping out at all. Mm-hmm. 
I, I don't see it either. And I also look, I think the Cowboys came back to earth. You know, uh, they've, they have significant issues, Mike. I mean, between the coach who stinks and, and an offensive line that, that's beat up, Jason Peters, are you kidding me? Yeah, you know, yeah, not know to mention that. losing, <laughs> the, you know, the likes of Randy Gregory, et cetera. I, I man, I think there's going to be a reality check in Dallas. I, I think you might be right about that. And Jason Peters, I, I, I love the fact that people, oh my God, he can still play. Eh, I don't know. I mean, the, the longer it goes, I know he had a decent year last year. He played okay, but I, I just don't uh, think that that he's you – no, know, I think he's going to get beat a lot this year. Uh, and so you might be right about the Cowboys. But their defense is pretty consistent. They're pretty solid defense, I think. Derek, you, you, you all right? You there? Oh, I thought you were – are you muted? No, I'm – Oh, I thought you wanted to jump in. Hey, no, 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 he's kicking back. I, I saw, like, he, he he's thinking about all that stuff he cooked last night that he was thinking about. <laughs> No, he's thinking about what he's going to cook tonight. Okay, yeah. He's looking ahead. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not cooking tonight. I'm not yeah. cooking tonight. That's it. I'm done. Uh, visually, yeah. you can post some good pictures of the stuff you, you like cook. that. I like, the, no, he's, I like the, he's grilled, the grilled pineapple and the peaches. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You yeah. like that? Yeah, that was that was nice. Mike, oh. I think we have a special guest. We're going to hop. Who's going to join the fray here? I I see him. I see him in the queue. Uh, do we do we have Barrett Xander? There he is. Oh, just for you. He's been missing oh. all show. It's back for you. Bear books came in for me. What up? Yes. What up? What up? Oh. What up? You guys hear me? What's, what's up, Brooksy? We Brooksy, got you. What's up? We got you, man. I, I I had to be on, but Mike missed, man. Come on now. What's up, bro? What's going on, B? Oh How man, just trying to make these donuts, man. Trying to make these donuts, man. These guys are trying to get me out of here. I, I've been logged on since eleven o'clock, but they told them no. <laughs> they told me no. That's what they told me. Boy, you you on vacation <laughs> this week? No, Start no, no. I had a, he's on he's on vacation every week. Me, <laughs> me, me have too many jobs. Me don't need no more jobs. I got too many jobs. <laughs> I hear that. Man. I hear that. Uh, he doesn't Mike, have so, he doesn't have any jobs, Barris. So <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I got to ask you, Mike. How's it been? I know. I mean, we we've had you on a few times, and it's been great. You know, just just kind of getting your sense of where things are. But you've had the ability to kind of you know, you know, un, un, unfold a little bit and just kind of rewind and reset and everything. Which are you kind of revving? Like we're all excited for football week. Are you especially? You know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm really looking forward to do, do, doing the show. I think it's going to really uh, energize me. But I, I was really content to take the summer off. I mean, it yeah. was it was kind of nice not having to to think yeah. about uh, a game plan for a show and, yeah. and be somewhere uh, yeah. the same time every day. Uh, I hear you. Uh, you know, but but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm itching to get back into it. There's going to be a couple things I'm going to be doing. Um, which may be announced this week. So uh, I, I know there's been rumors, but I, that rumor's not true. So I got you. I got you. I think I think yeah, I know where you're going. That's out yeah. there. It's not yeah, there's true. a lot of stuff that floats around yeah. out there these days. I got a couple things. But, you know, it, it's an interesting pace because I've been able to, to to think about doing some different things, like um, yeah. you know, get involved with the with this wine thing that I'm I'm, I'm trying to do, and then. Uh, taking some vacation time off, and uh, I, I just uh, released a children's book. I don't know if you guys saw that. Oh, congrats! Oh, uh, no, congrats! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a children's book that 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 uh, was released last week. What's it's, the uh, name? Where can people get it? Let, let's let's promote people can get Amazon.com, and <laughs> they can get it in AuthorHouse.com. They can get it BarnesandNoble.com. It's out. It's in hardcover okay. and paperback. It's called uh, The Adventures of Shima the Shiba. It's for young readers. Uh, kids just start to read or younger kids that their parents want to read it to them. And it's basically my head inside my dog. <laughs> <laughs> so I, look I like my, that. I look at my dog and I can see like the thoughts that, that are coming out of 
her head, but they're my head. So it's like the dog. Hey, hey Mike, 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 when you put it, you know, when you put it like that, Mike, that tells me that you may need some special counseling. <laughs> you start thinking <laughs> your dog's thought. As if we don't all. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. I know I do. It's a breed that's oh, really that unique. It's a, it's a, 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 a years. It's a Shiba Inu. I don't know if anybody knows what this dog is. It looks like a little yeah. fox, and it's uh, yep. it's only yeah. a Bitcoin, but and Bitcoin has a Shiba uh, brand, Shiba Inu. Mm-hmm. And it's always thinking. You look at its head, and it's different than a regular dog. A regular dog is just happy. This dog is, like, intellectually thinking about stuff. So I looked at it, and uh, I said, okay, well, you know, I take her for a walk. She's thinking of, like, certain things. Like, she'll, she'll see people, and, and but she's judging the people. Or uh, like she she'll see uh, squirrels and it's like you're lucky I'm on a leash. I'm gonna, I would tear your ass up otherwise. <laughs> you can see it in her brain, and so I just tried to project that in the book. That is that's awesome, man. That's awesome, man. Well, I mean, I I would have thought that you would have said, all right, oh, well, you know, I'm a lawyer. Um, I can practice law. I mean, lawyers get all the money, man. I mean, I did yeah, that instead work. of being a talk on TV. They work a lot of hours too, Barrett. Oh, uh, so. ah, da, da. there it is. <laughs> well, I, I've been uh, actually uh, in, in contact with a few avenues that way as well. I, I just didn't know where I wanted to go. And um, I also, like, here's a revelation. Um, I'm going to be doing some, some Philly scouting. Philly scouting? Like Philadelphia what? Phillies? Like Philadelphia Phillies, yes. I'm gonna be, You're uh, going to be a Philly uh, scout. That is correct. I'm going to be uh, doing some associate scouting, which is uh, in this area. Uh, I'll be, I'll be, uh, I'll be looking for certain players. I, you know, I, I, you have to kind of get well versed at who prospects are around here. So I'll just take a second look at them, and um, yeah. So that, that was also in the works. That is cool, man. How, yeah, how you- I, I, it's something I've always wanted to do, and I, I inquired about it, talked to some people, and, and they said, yeah, we have, uh, we have an associate uh, position open, uh, and it, 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 like it's not a high level position, but it's just like discovering talent, and I think I, I really like to do that. So I threw a bunch of stuff at the wall and law was another thing that I, I was trying to get involved in, in doing some work for uh, firms that do uh, like case reviews, innocent project type of case reviews. So I, I'm still kind of looking at that. The thing about having a lot of time is sometimes you can have too many thoughts and all they right. all collide at once. Uh-huh. So I've been just trying to like do one thing at a time. Now that I don't have the everyday pressures of having to work at a certain spot, I can explore other things at my leisure. That's yeah, got to be fun, though, look. to keep your your, your hands in, in a di- lot of different you know cookie jars. That's got to be a fun thing. It keeps it fresh. I would I would assume. Yeah, it does. And sometimes it confuses you because yeah. then you go, <laughs> hey, maybe I, I I should zero in on on one thing. But but since I have all this time and I can multitask, I why not? Hmm. You know what? I don't know how many more years I have to live. I might as well explore everything. And something, and something really I enjoy, they don't just stick with that, and you know, or I'll do nothing. It's That's always it. good to do but, you know, What I found out, it's like it's really fun to do nothing. Yeah, but and see, I don't can, I can do nothing better than a lot of people. Doesn't it feel so good to be in control? See, when yeah. you when you have when you have a structured job that you go to, you don't have time to veer to the left or the right because you're so regimented in terms of what you're going to do. And then once you get past that initial shock of not having that safety blanket, especially once you've established your name in the market, so on and so forth, then all of a sudden the creative juices start flowing and you find out 
there are other entities out there that have interest in you that you yeah. never even thought about. You know what I mean? No, you're, you're exactly right, Derek. I mean, you know, when you do a talk show every day, you, you kind of like are on 24-hour recall. You have to pay attention to every little thing. So you're seeing Absolutely. every pitch in the Phillies game and you know, every little play that you have to discuss. And so after you do the show, it's like, okay, there's a game one night you have to pay attention yeah. to. It's, yeah. you know, your brain doesn't think about other stuff. Yeah. So hey, Rob, uh, Rob, and, and I have to admit, uh, there have been some Phillies games I haven't even watched because of that. You know, that's that, where I didn't have to do it. I used it to do other things. <laughs> I, uh, what, Barrett, what's that? That's a rich people conversation. You see how him and Derek went into that conversation. I don't know anything about that. I'm no, 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 my no, no. See, see, Mr. Ne- no, Mr. Nelly's rich. I'm still, I'm putting together food stamps. There's a big difference. Huge difference. It's getting deep. It's getting real deep from Derek's side. I get right, the waiters right, out right, right now at this point. Okay, so if I, if I was rich, I wouldn't be doing this damn show with you, Derek. Yeah, good point. <laughs> he wouldn't be here right now if he was rich. Hey, oh my God. hey Mike, Mike, you and me both. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, let me ask you while, I ha- while we have you, uh, Phil. So I know you said you haven't seen every game, but you know the, the way the West Coast went, I'm sure you're aware, it was pretty ugly. Uh, 20-some-odd games left. Are they a playoff team? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm. It's interesting because social media is panicking. As you, that's yeah. why this town is so great. It's like because an Eagles game now. They lose a game. It's like when the Eagles lose. Yeah, it's like oh, they suck. All right, but, but you got to look. You got to look at. Are they a World Series team? No, they're not good enough for that. Okay. Yeah. But they're good enough to be in the playoffs. And you got to look at it like, are they in danger of losing their playoffs? Well, I don't think so because the Milwaukee Brewers aren't strong enough to no. overtake them. I don't think no. people are looking at that. The Brewers have had plenty of chances. Yep. To get it back into this thing, and they, and they're just they're a mediocre team. You know, they're not that they, they don't they're not strong enough to overtake the Phillies, even though the lead is slender. I just don't think you know coming up they've got some easy games. Uh, the Brewers would have shown up by now if they were legit. So whether it's the second spot in the wild card or the third spot it doesn't matter. What matters is you get in the playoffs. Now, are you going to do anything? Uh, probably not. I mean, they may lose the first series. They may win. They're, they're not as good as the Mets, the Dodgers, or the Braves. So it, as a Philly fan, you should really understand that and go, all right, they're not good enough. So why am I getting upset that they can't win the World Series? They're trying to get there. This is not the year they're going to get there. Right. Good point. Valid all right, point. Ba- back to the birds here. What is realistic here in terms of how deep they can go, uh, considering all the moves they made in the offseason, Hurts now in his second year in this system, et cetera, all the, all the prerequisite stuff we say, what, what's acceptable here in terms of how deep they can go? You know, listen, it's it's pretty wide open. Can I say right now that they can't go to the Super Bowl? I, I guess I can't say that right now. I mean, I, I don't know how things are going to play out. But, you know, we obviously know who, who the real good teams are. And if you measure the Eagles against the Packers, are, are they better than the Packers? Are they better than the Bills? I don't know. Probably not. Are they better than the Chiefs? But I, I think it's really going to be a, a, an interesting season. I think they're solid. Uh, I think it, it, it depends a lot on whether the quarterback can take advantage of, of these new gifts. And who knows? They If they win 12 games and they get that favorable seed, who knows what could happen? Mm-hmm. I can't say that they're a Super Bowl team right now, but I wouldn't rule out a really good run. Yeah, there's a lot of ta- – they are they improved themselves more than any team in the NFL this offseason. I mean, significant They improved themselves kind of so much that we don't even talk about uh, – how he messing up with Rager and JJ or Thega yeah. White yeah. oh, No, he gets applauded for getting he, rid of them. He, he's turned back into the hero. Like th- those mistakes were never made. It's great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was the great debate. Do you praise him for at least cutting bait and knowing I'm not going to compound this versus what well, you're cleaning this mess up at your own mess? 
it's an interesting dynamic there. Yeah, yeah, uh, it is. Listen, look at the skill skill level players they have. You know, the running back situation worries me a little bit, right. but uh, simply because of Miles Sanders and staying healthy and all that. Uh, but I think they've got enough depth. Well, hey, you know, Mike, just looking at you know what they're doing, and just like you said. I, I heard a little bit on on radio uh, with Howie on being on earlier today, and uh, you know he he hasn't he hasn't backtracked from 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 his mistakes, man. He's he's taken it on the chin and said, yeah, but he said that he rewrote those those mistakes and and uh, he learned from the mistakes even you know in 2017, as they go forward. It's not necessarily the talent that they have, but especially on the defensive side of the ball, but. Can the system work with him? You know, are you a fan of Gannon? Are you a fan of uh, the offensive coordinator? Yeah, well, it's a million dollar question. Uh, the Gannon thing is 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 a, a major question, uh, and I guess all we can do right now is go. They've they've added personnel, so you yeah. take one step at a time. You go, okay, let's see what he does with it. Now, game game three, if they're struggling, we're going to be back to ripping him. Uh, so. Uh, I don't know. It, this is like I, I love the first week going into the season because, especially with the Eagles, because the Eagles have gotten laid a claim this season. Everything, wow, well, maybe they can do something with this team. And then there are always these little questions. Well, they uh, okay, unless they do this, they're not going to do that. But uh, they're coming into the season with a lot of optimism, the fan base, and I think also nationally. I think nationally, people are recognizing that they have something. Four-point favorite, Mike. Uh, is that line telling you anything? It's been pretty steady. It hasn't moved a ton. What do you think? It's probably a first week line, so it seems a little thin to me. But I, yeah. but you know, it's in Detroit, so I guess they're uh, and, and and Detroit got all that, that hard knocks love. So maybe that that shape. I, the Eagles will win this game by ten. Ten? Yeah, go the hard knocks. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a ten point win for them. So you expect them to manhandle Detroit? Um, I do. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. It'll be a happy post game with, with you and Seth. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We're going to start off with a bang. I don't yeah, know yeah. if there's a possibility of us ever having a happy post game with me, Mike, and Seth on there. I really don't. I don't know if happy is an appropriate word. You might be happy. Seth might, might not be happy. But uh, <laughs> Have you yeah. thought about your, your Seth approach, I mean, Mike, or are you just going to kind of wing it, man? I, I, you know, I don't know how I'm going to handle this yet, Rob. It, 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 it's like you got to go, you know, when you get in the pool, you got to figure out where you're going to go. So, uh, <laughs> I, I know, because if they win easy, like, how do we approach that with Seth? How do I approach it with Seth? Can, uh, I, can I get like, Seth to say, not grumble at all? Ask Barrett. No. He can tell you. Ask yeah, Barrett. Barrett might know best. Just working with Seth from experience, they could win by 50. But it's always the little things. Yeah. Seth is it's, Seth is a guy that you must cross your T's and dot your eyes with. Yeah, and well, that's he, how you approach you know, the they, game. If they win easy and it's all positive, and he he starts to go negative, no, go, he's he's turned over new leaf. He's what are you even talking positive. about what? What, what, what are you even leaf? talking about, Seth? <laughs> Please do but that. You know he, yes, he's turned he's turned over a new leaf now. You you'll be able to um go back and forth with him now. You know, what I'm saying he's a little yeah. rough around the edges. I, I don't I, buy I, that. Well, I've kind of, I've all. kind of pushed him into a, you know, he's like, all right, I, I just can't be oh, please. this aggressive anymore. Not possible. Yeah, not possible. I, I don't buy it. Yeah, but I think he set you up. Like, yeah. Why about what? fourteen jobs now, doesn't he? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's hot property. It's kind so. of the norm here. Um, 
when you look at this thing, we were talking about the 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 entirety of the league here. Who do you, who do you like coming out of the NFC? Um, so tough to repeat. I, I so I just I the, the reason I bring it up. The Rams look like that team, but it's so hard to repeat. You know the Rams, the likely suspects: the Rams, the Packers, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Although I don't know about that domestic situation, what's that what that going to do to him? Brady, yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to think out how I would have handled that. You him know, leaving like, for two weeks as a host. You mean, yeah. Well, he he had to like make good because she was kind of you know not happy at home. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if I I don't know, what would you guys do? Well, you can you just, imagine how that conversation wow. that hey, I'm going, I am actually kind of leaning towards going back, hun, and then she probably lost her, you know what? After that, I mean, you just well, know it. And he could add, say the reason why I want to go back is because I can't stand being here 24 hours with you. Yeah, I'm sure. That, that's how you. That's how you approach it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, just go ahead and start a civil war, yeah, making a comment like that. I don't know. I think the, the guy should have a happy life. He should want to retire with a Brazilian supermodel and beautiful children. But um, I, yeah, but 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 she also had a career too, and had. you know maybe there was an agreement that says, okay, I will play to a certain point. Okay, I'm done. But then he stayed home with the four kids. Like, hey, hey, I ain't cut out to be a. Yeah, he. he it took about two days of driving the kids to school to say, you know what? No, I don't think so. No, yeah, that usually happens with athletes, doesn't it? It's yes. Like when, I, hey. when, the, when the reality kicks in, mm-hmm. it's like, well, wait, I'd rather be with the fellas. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you missed that locker room, man. I I don't know how that's going to affect him this year. I mean, will he be the same? Uh, but they're going to be good, obviously. Uh, so in the NFC there, and you know the Buffalo Bills, I think are uh, are destined. Yep. Uh, finally, but you know I think it's a sleeper team, and not that they can win anything. But I think the Colts are going to have a really good year. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, we just the talked Colts about on my radar. Maybe the Raiders, but the Colts, I think. You know, stability surprise. with Matt Ryan. You know, everything kind of settles down after Wentz. Yeah, I hear you. I think it's yeah. possible. Yeah, for sure. All right, Mike. Well, listen, man, we're, you're five days away from, from gearing yes. back up. It's hard to believe it's this close, man. It, it, it seems so far away. But I'll now see I see you at know. Ocean Casino. Yeah, yeah man. This, this is week we got to start thinking about work again. You know? Yes, you got to dial in. So, uh, so hopefully, uh, you know, the people uh, find access to the show like right away. And, yeah. uh, and we have a good season. I think yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. looking forward to it. I do too. All right, yeah. Mike. How are we'll you going to dress for this, Derek? I'm just gonna wear um, a blazer with open sh- open collar shirt. That's it. Every week, blazer, blazer, to open collar. Good tag top. Every week. Just no, no pants on. No pants yeah. on. Just, just, just. I'll be wearing spandex. I'll be wearing spandex pants. <laughs> oh, oh, please don't. Please do not. Yeah, that'll be the that'll be the spandex. last show, Mike. You'll come back for one show, and that'll be it. If, if that's the case. Oh man, uh, Mike, we appreciate right, guys, it. Man. It's a pleasure, man. All right, All right man. Be good. Talk to you soon. Thanks. It's Mike Missanelli again. Check out Mike. Check out Derek, check out Seth and Devin on the Jacob post game show immediately oh following goodness. the birds. Barrett, what's up, man? You got what's through up, all your bro? all your fancy photo shoots? Yeah, man. It was it, it, uh, well, we don't pick back up until three o'clock. And they were like, uh, hey, we're gonna do something. It's like, no, nah, I gotta go back with my fellas, man. I had to come talk to you guys, man. We so you know, it, man. You got yeah. more promo shoots? Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Yes. Now, how did are you? What do you, what's the the attire? You got the sport coat, the whole the whole thing. What do you? What do you we know how I rock? Right? I rock the sport coat with the button up, with the jeans on, yep. with the Jordans, man. I got my, I got to rock my Jordans, man. Okay. The, shirt, the shirt hanging out or tucked in? You know it's hanging out, bro. Come I on, know, man. I he's hanging. He's, he's got to tuck in. He's got to tuck in. You know. Yeah. I don't. I don't tuck in. So you know, it's it's, it's um, it's uh, it's one of those things where I I enjoy I enjoy looking good as a big man. 
You, you know go. what I'm saying? I enjoy looking good as a big man, but I missed you guys, man. We missed there, you. I, and let me apologize for the other day. Uh, you guys know about um, Polynesians, man. That, the, you know, Vaisik and him are those guys. The, oh, you had your production meeting is what you're talking well, about. Well, last right? Friday, yes. I had okay. the production meeting. You, were, you, were, you hopped off. We thought you were going to hop back on, but you got tired. I was supposed to hop back. It's only supposed to be an hour meeting. Okay. Long story long, um, Vi jumped on it. On the call, Vaisik and Hammond did. Yes, uh, um, um, Nod. Um, he, uh, I call him Stick Nod because, uh, but uh, the tight end he went to BYU. Chad Lewis. Oh, Chad Lewis. Chad Lewis. Chad Lewis. I talk, you know, talk to him. Well, so people who don't know, you were doing the BYU uh, at South University Florida. South Florida. Yeah. And by the way, I was waiting and waiting and waiting for your game on Saturday, and and the game that preceded you. Was Appalachian State in North yeah. Carolina? Yeah. Yes, which, we had a two-hour delay, and you had a delay. I had to go to work. I couldn't. I was waiting for you, and I had to go to work. But anyway, two so and I, a half hours, bro. Yeah. Two and a half hours. We had to wait because it was squaws with lightning. You know, that's what they call them down in Florida, squaws. Right. But uh, and then it got just super hot, and then it was like cutting with it. But BYU beat the brakes off yeah. <laughs> South oh, yeah. Florida, yeah. man. And, and and when you know, as I was doing my research and I was looking at it. I kind of knew it because all the receivers, there's receivers average. This is no lie, six foot three. Oof. Their offensive line averages six foot six. They were just outmanned, you know what I'm saying? By uh, y'all, South Florida was just outmanned, you know. They just came with waves and waves, like in, uh, of, of talent, man, you know. And those guys are grown, man. They're grown, you know, grown men they were playing against. And, and so, so anyway, good. you got caught in your production meeting, and Vi jumps on, Chad Lewis jumps on, and you couldn't, and the you head couldn't coach, get out. Well, of yeah. Yeah. The head coach talked to me to because he he you know he played with guys that I played with like Chris Hokey uh from the from the um Steelers uh Brett um what's Brett's last name play defensive end Brett um the beard the beard oh, uh for the Steelers yeah I, I forget his name but yeah Kiesel. I know he, Brett yeah, Kiesel. Kiesler. I played with I played with I played with um um uh one of the uh quarterback from BYU one of the Heisman okay. He won the him and his brother. Oh, Ty played. Detmer. Yeah, Detmer. I played with yeah. Ty Detmer. You know, all those guys I played with, and they're all BYU guys. And I, I went, I'm like, wow, I played with a lot of BYU guys. I mean, a lot of them. And, you know, Vi being my, my mentor. So, you know, it, it's, it was crazy, you know, the amount of uh, people I knew from BYU. I, I, nice. Hey, I man, how many, how many out of dogs did you say in your analysis during the broadcast? <laughs> I said three. I counted them. I had you three did out three. of dogs. Three yes, out of us. Three out of us, yeah. Okay, okay. You All know. right, so uh, here's what we want to do. I want to get a timeout, and I want to come back. Uh, we, had, Derek and I want to talk to us a little bit early. Your excitement level as we're five days away, your anticipation for this game, kind of dig into that a little bit. We're going we're to – let's hit the Eagles and the Lions matchup. We'll do, we'll do some of the stuff we usually do, the birthdays and all that. But we'll do that when we get back. And anything else you want to add? Bro, right. I can't. I can't wait, man. Because this, 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 this is game week, man. This is game. Oh, week. we're in it. We're this locked this in it. now, man. This we, is what this it's it. all we about. We need deep in yes. it now, bro. So quick timeout. We'll come back with Barrett's analysis of the game. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network.
Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. The faces you know, the team you trust, the Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. I just got chills, man. Killer, man. We see that every day. Yes, every single day. Woo. We start cracking out content at 7 a.m. and we roll it right into the nighttime. That's the way we do it here at Jacob Sports YouTube Network. We are Sports Take. We are right there from 12 to 3 every single day. If you're just joining us, if you just caught our show, tell a friend. Uh, we do it each and every day. That's for sure. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. All right, Barrett. So uh, first off, how was your weekend? We didn't get a chance to get you know, all the uh, all the particulars from you. What'd you do? Did you get a chance to chill other than doing the game on Saturday? Did you chill a little bit? I had a great weekend. I was able to chill because um, I actually, well, I had the weather delay. It was two and a half hour weather delay. Then I, it was ended up calling a pretty good game. Um, I think I did well on the game. I think I was very informative to the people. And I got a lot of Good positive feedback from it. Nice. Just jumping back in the saddle. Then I turned around. Um, I was supposed to go fishing, but it was bad weather. And um, so I came back early. I caught an earlier flight. I came back early, so I couldn't go fishing because of the weather. You know, I just caught a bad time. I can't believe I couldn't go um, out. But, you know, it just didn't make sense. You know, the waves are like, you know, 10-foot waves and all that type of stuff. So I wasn't going out there and getting sick or anything or not making it back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I came back, got back to the house, and um, I just chilled, man. I chilled the first day, went out, 
play with my truck for a little while. Um, you know, and then uh yesterday, yesterday I, I went in, went on the uh on the grill, the um, I mean the griddle. What's the griddle we have, Derek? Blackstone. Blackstone griddle. I, I, and yeah. I made I made hibachi. So I had shrimp, lobster, there you go, steak, damn and chicken. Hey, yeah, man, you man. That lobster, steak, shrimp. Hey, let me tell you something. That man pockets deep. No, what it was is my cousin. He brought over the lobster. Oh, wow. He brought the lobster and he bought the steak and I bought the chicken, the shrimp and Ooh, all the, everything else. You know, like I had, you know, I cut up peppers and onions and egg and made fried rice with it. And then um, with mushrooms, I um, then I took and, 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 and then I just, you know, on the grill, you know, I, I didn't do all the flipping stuff, you know, and throwing shrimp at people or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's I'm not had Friday night. <laughs> we had that Friday night, bro. Yeah. Oh, did you see? I mean, that, oh, that, yeah. that hibachi. Yeah. Hibachi, that's, it's, it's amazing. I know I was supposed to go, but if I had to, I had to leave, man, I, I got know, invited. Was, where, was he supposed to go there? Yeah. yeah was, my, but see, I was overruled. My daughter, Annalisa, uh, said, can bear. I said, no, he's out of town. He slept, <laughs> he's slepping out of town. He ain't got time for us anymore. Oh, oh see that he makes yeah. it up. Yeah. That's what he's telling them all the time, even if you're oh, yeah. in town. That's true. That exactly. Is true. Exactly. Uh, exactly. All right, good. Well, you got a chance to chill a little bit. That's exciting. That's ex so nope. I think I actually think this game's gonna be a little bit closer than people think against the Lions. I know your sense when we talked to you last week was the Eagles roll. Are you still there? The Eagles are gonna destroy the Lions. I think they're gonna beat the snot out of the Lions because everybody's Ooh. all everybody's all in awe and woo about. You know, hard knocks in there. If you watch hard knocks, they're still getting their ass kicked at hard knocks. You know what I'm saying? They're losing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's they're they're not good yet. They don't have enough yet. Yes, they're getting better. Yes, it's gonna be mm -hmm. a great matchup with 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 um uh, the number two pick. You know what I mean? Aiden yeah. Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Yeah. Uh oh. Okay. He's getting called. Uh oh. No, we're good. We're good. Yeah, okay. we're good. We're good. Okay. But hey, so got, you're I, saying go, go ahead, Derek. Go ahead, Rob. No, 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 go no, ahead. no. Go ahead. Make a point. I got. I got to do this before uh, before you go because I know how time time limited you can be with with promotion shoots. I got to get your thoughts on this. Forty year old Jason Peters still playing ball and playing with Dallas. <laughs> oh, I'm, my fault. My fault. Oh, it, it's that's that's terrible. But you know what? I understand, man. I definitely understand. It's his hometown. He's from Texas. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's going back home. But he, he's had he ha, he definitely has an uneasy feeling about going down and playing for Dallas, no matter with the money or anything. Like I said, I, I took a hundred thousand dollars less not to go to Dallas. I'm still pissed off because I need that hundred thousand dollars right now. I didn't get it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I mean, it's certain when you when you're an Eagle, you know it is it, is it, hard to go and play for for Dallas. You know what I'm saying? You know Jimmy. You know he's just not the best guy in the world, but. I do understand why he's going back down. He's 40 years old. This is a chance for him to go out there and finish his career out. You know, he 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 played a lot of games last week. He played more games than their star, Tyron um, Smith. He played more yeah. games than he did last year. Yeah. So this will be a good fit for him. I, you know, and I'm actually, I'm, I, I hate to say that, you know, I don't hate to say this. I'm kind of glad he's going to come back because he's going to come back to play with Dallas and he's going to get eight. Hassan Red is going to whoop. That ass. <laughs> I love it. That ass. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not worried one bit. He's he no, he stunk the last no. two years he was here. I, he's yes, close. that's he's our secret weapon. 
Yeah, he's cooked. That's our secret weapon. Yeah, it is good. weird to see, but he's cooked. I'm not worried about it one bit. It, it is it is what it is uh, as yeah. far as that goes. Um, today, I thought this was interesting. Michael Clay, the special teams coordinator, Barrett, mm-hmm. when he was asked about – you know, he, he went through some of the punt returners. It looks like Quez Watkins is definitely going to be the kick returner. But one of the names he threw out there, he, he threw out there Quez to return punts to, uh, Gainwell. I'm sorry, Boston Scott, but he threw Avante Maddox into the mix. Not a name we were thinking of in terms of returning no, yeah. cuts. Just sense of that. We're talking about a good athlete. I mean, he's yep. a, he's a yep. flashing runner, man. He can, he's he's quick. You know what I mean? And, and that's what you need to be as a punt returner, quick. And it's not like these guys haven't done this stuff before. I mean, he did it at Pitt. You know what I'm saying? It's just and I know it's not like just falling. You know. Getting right. on a bike, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you just got to be some preparation and all that. But I could see Avante being pretty good at that because he was pretty good yeah. at that when he did it when he was with uh, Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, Avante, I mean, I wasn't necessarily too worried about the uh, punt return. That's why I couldn't see, you know, Covey really making the squad. And then it wasn't until everybody started talking about it. I said, hmm, what did I, you know, what am I saying? What am I seeing that, you know, everybody's, you know, not seeing. I, I was the odd man out because everybody said he's going to make the squad. He's going to make the squad. He's going to make the squad. I couldn't see why. I can't see him being the guy that's going to make the squad. Not the fifty-three man roster to start with. He may be later on, mm-hmm. but I just didn't think so. I remember. I remember the um the string were killing me over that. Oh, see, he's going to make it now. I said, all right, well, maybe he is going to make it, but I just didn't think so. Um, I can't see that position right there being filled this year by anybody that's going to take the reins. You know, you got to take the reins to be a punt returner. You got to go out there and Debo that position. And, uh, you know, if anything, if it doesn't work, they can always go back to uh, Ward Jr. You know what I'm saying? he go out there and, and uh, it'd be our kick punt returner. If, yeah, make that move. Less that's of an true. impact, but that's, you know, you know, that's what I could see happening. They just – what I see right now, they just need a lot of guys in different positions to play, you know, um, mm-hmm. other positions like the linebacker position, the safety position is going to be a lot of guys rotating through there. So because of that, you're not going to be able to have a designated guy to just do that, though. You know, that's that's the problem. Do you think Chauncey Gardner? I, I thought maybe they keep out uh, Anthony Harris around so he would he would step in there if, if Chauncey Gardner uh, Johnson isn't ready. But they let Harris walk uh, kind of well, doing see, him a favor. Yeah. Well, I, I told you guys from the beginning, but nobody ever believes me. Everybody thinks that I don't know what I'm talking about. But he is going to play slot. That's yeah. what he's going. He's going to play slot. He's not playing. He's going to start off playing slot. Eventually, he'll make that transition into being a safety. You know, um, I, I think they're very comfortable with Avante Maddox being that safety. Mm. You know, he he can do that. You know, because he knows the offense. I mean, defense. He's been there long enough that he kind of knows where his help was when he was a slot corner. He knows where his help was. So if he knows where his help was, he's got to be that help now. So it's going to be like an easier transition. Oh, I know I got to help him because I was getting help from him when I was at the slot. You know, so, I mean, it, I, I just think that, you know, Avante would be the logical point because he could go in, he can learn it faster than than he can. And then, you know, put him at that. And, and that's where he plays. That's where he plays more aggressive anyways. You know, he's more of an aggressive player there at the slot corner. Than um than than Avante Maddox is concerns about this game. Concerns, um, the run man. They got to stop the run. They got to stop the run. Swift, uh, yes, yes. Swift is a really good player, and the kid behind him, Williams is Williams good is good player. too. Jamal Williams, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's a really quality backup. 
Yeah, so um, they're going to run the rock because other than uh, than the, the St. Brown guy, there's nobody really there that can um, – that could, I can't – I would say facilitate a, a game like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, as they go forward, I, I my only concern is special teams and can they stop the run. Everything else will take mm-hmm. care of himself. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Let's – uh. I didn't know if, if you guys, if Barry, you saw this. I know Derek, you you may have the uh, this weird Furcon Corkmoss story. So What's he's that? playing that, in the in the FIBA games over in Europe and uh, for Turkey, which is his country, is his the country he's representing. They're playing the country of Georgia. He gets into a fight in the game. He gets ejected. Guys on Georgia get get ejected. As he's going to the locker room, he gets attacked by those Georgian players and. Uh, reportedly, police from Georgia as well. Yeah, like this is nuts. The story. I mean, he, Bro, thank God, thankfully he's okay and there's no issues and all that. But that had the potential to be really bad. Bro, you can't just go around just trying to exercise your right to be an American, man. You know we have rules here in America. Bro, you go to other places, man. It's like uh, my family was down in Mexico, and um, they kind of got split up because they were on the resort and they went out to you know sightsee at this um at the ruins. And when they got split up, half went and half went. So they were trying to get on the bus. They were like, no, no, you, you, you can't. So they started arguing. Oh. And then they went and told the, you know, the, 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 the police. And they were like, yo, you know, who are you talking to like that? You know, they, so they ready to bang with them. Police, the police were shot. And I'm like, yo, y'all can't act like that when you're not in America. You can't. Yeah, right. why, why, why did they want them to get on the bus? They wouldn't let them. Why? Because the people, the, um, the, 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 it the, was full. The, Mex- the first bus was full, or no? no? No, the Mexicans wanted to get on the bus, and they when they they said, "Look, we're from this country. You guys ain't from here. We get on the bus. We ain't trying to and and, and jumped in front of my family. Oh. Oh. oh, oh, they pulled one of those. Oh, okay. yeah. So oh. they like you know. So my, my my family ready to scrap. They ready to bang. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, There's yeah. like 15 of them. Yeah, but eight of them left. So it was only seven sitting there, and it was seven women, and and all the men left. Oof. I'm like, what is up with that? That's the problem I had right there. But uh, long story long. They want they jumped in front of them. They were like, yo, so you know what's going on? Police came, hey, you know, and they like, oh, so they're like, you you causing a problem. I said, how they causing a problem? Because they just let jumped in front of them. But hey, they from that country, so they do what they want to do. Right. Interesting. Mm. All right. Yeah, you just can't you just can't think you can't go out there thinking because you're American. You know, people don't like Americans. No, most countries don't like Americans. Yeah, Yeah, they that's true. Very, very true. You gotta be careful when you're traveling abroad. Yeah, you know Uh, what I'm saying? I thought you would appreciate this one, Barrett. The Steelers are going to retire Franco Harris's number 32 on Christmas Eve. They play that day. Christmas Eve is also the the date of the Immaculate uh, Reception back wow. in the day in 72. That is big time. That is 50 big time. Years, man, how cool is that? That's that pretty- is big time, man. That's yeah. big time, bro. That, my, I mean, question, that's- my question is, why did you wait so long to retire? Uh, same. I'm like, how is anybody is anybody wearing 32 like yeah. over the last? Why did you? And, and I got years? and I got that in the ten years I was in Pittsburgh. I got to know Franco very. One of the best human beings you ever wanted to meet. Absolutely, absolutely, great player. And, and then let me tell you a little, 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 a little quick, you know, thing about Franco. Now, all the hamburgers that uh, you've eaten at McDonald's, right. Are from his facility that he owns. You know, he makes all the hamburgers. Oh, that's right. Toast. That's right. Oh, really? Yeah. For McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. So my man is, is rolling in dough. Oh, yeah. That's the case. Literally dough. <laughs> hey, or you could say knee deep in meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like that. 
That's yeah, good but to, well, how do you know. how do you wait that long to retire this man's number? That's an insult to him. I'm glad they're finally doing it. That should have been done 30 years ago. How's anybody still wearing 17 on the Eagles? Harold Carmichael's number. That's How true. are people wearing 25? True. Tommy McDonald and and, and that's right. uh, Shady. That, that's right. I, are you kidding me? I don't Come get on, it. Come on, man. I don't on, get it. Man. I have never understood that, man. That's that's for sure. A Hall of Famers got done have his. Come on. Yeah, now. strange. Uh, all right, so uh, let's do a couple birthdays here, and then we'll uh, we'll swing it back to a couple other Eagle-related topics. Uh, I got uh, Rosie Perez, 58 years old. Rosie of uh, yep. White Man Camp Jump and a lot of other stuff. Uh, yep. Rosie, 58. Jeff Foxworthy, you know you're a redneck if, right? Isn't that how he's doing? Dude, one of the best, best sticks ever. Yeah, one of the best. You're right. Uh, he's 64. Uh, Idris Elba, one of the great actors. Uh, a Brit. He's a British guy, 50 years old. I th- did you guys think he was older or younger? I want to get I your thought he was younger, to be honest. How, how what'd you think, Barry? I thought he was probably not probably that thought he was 50. I thought he was the same age is? as I was. I yeah, I mean, younger. I, I thought, thought he was, he was early to mid 40s. Yeah, I yeah. thought he was the same age as I was. I mean, don't I, you know, well, you're third, you're 21. I mean, <laughs> so, um. Roger Waters of Pink Floyd is 79. Macy Gray, 55 Macy years old. Gray. Yep. Jane Curtin from Saturday Night Live. She was an original cast member, is 75. John Wall, NBA player, is 32. Uh, mm-hmm. Dolores O'Reardon, who was a great singer. She passed away way too young from the Cranberries. She was born in 71. It wasn't a ton more. Did you get anything else, Derek, today? No, you know what? You pretty much covered it this time. Yeah. yeah. I, I scoured the internet, and the, the ones you just gave, uh, basically covered the more prominent names on this day. I'll tell you what, we're in a big slump. Movies that we there has not been oh, a decent movie released in, in, in a the world. past week and a half, two I'm weeks. I'm telling you, I am not kidding you. I and I'm looking, I'm like, can I throw that one in there? I'm like, oh, oh you missed one, Rob Ryan Play. Shazier. Ryan Shazier play for, play for the Steelers, yeah, yeah, Steelers. yeah got yeah, got, got in, hurt. injury, yeah, yeah. yeah. I he think was paralyzed for a minute, but now, yeah, man. He's walking now. Is he? Um, he's either doing stuff for the Steelers or Ohio State. I forget which. Steelers, I he was doing for the Steelers for a yeah, while. It might be the Steelers. Yeah. yeah, he was doing stuff in their community relations, maybe or something like that um, yep. in the front office. Uh, that's for sure. So the broadcasters for the Eagles game on TV: Adam Amin, Mark Schlereth, and Christina Pink is the sideline reporter. Say it again. Adam Amin, Mark Schlereth. And Christina Pink is the sideline reporter for the Eagles game uh, on Sunday. It's a uh, Fox game. I like I like Slayer. You know, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he's informative. Right. He's informative. It's all right. He it's did right. he did a few games last year. He did a few Eagles games last year. Yep. I remember. Yep. Uh, you yep. just like it because he's an offensive lineman. That's I, I know, man. I know. You know what I'm saying. Plus, I've um, been in uh, D- D- Denver for a little while. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that guy, he won a bunch of Super Bowls, man. Broncos yep. and Redskins. Well, yep. formerly they used to be called the Redskins before yep, everything's going crazy. Um, yeah, so we were we were kicking around a couple other things, Barrett, and we went through last year's game where the Eagles won 44 to 6. It was the turning point of the, of the season for them. They were going into that game. It was they were coming off the Raiders game where they got beat down and they were they were two and five at that point. And it really flipped everything. That game is where the the metamorphosis of that season changed, where they went into the running mode. Yep. I just, for the life of me, I get it if they start off terribly offensively. They might go back to it. But I don't think there's any way we're going to see this be a predominantly run team. I just don't. No. No. You can't win. 
they they they're everybody's under the belief that you can't run the ball and win a Super Bowl in the NFL. That's why the earnest has been on um on even Hurts throwing the ball as much as he's been throwing the ball. Um is it's it's one of those things where that's something that they have. That's a that's an ace in their back pocket that they always have that they can always revert back to running the rock. Right. And I and I and I and I really think that um if if you look at that game, I think the two running backs, uh, was it you know, I know um the both running backs had touchdowns, didn't they? Hurts, yeah, they both scored. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yep. uh Jordan Howard had one, Boston Scott had one. No, I thought he had two. Wait, uh, who two, had two? He had two yeah. rushing touchdowns. Sorry, and so did so did Jordan Howard. They both had two. Yeah, yeah, they, they had, had two touchdowns. Together. Yeah, two touchdowns. So yeah, man, I, that's the turning point because, and that's the turning point when the offensive line said, "Look, we're better than what we're looking at." You know, what I'm saying we're better than how we've been playing. We can run the ball on anybody, and that's when things change and they started pounding people. But another thing is on the defensive side of the ball, that's the emergence of um of um T.J. Edwards in the middle of that defense. Ah. It was then when he started playing um, linebacker the way you're supposed to play linebacker. He started balling from that point on. That's when he took over. It was like, look, uh, I got to do this my way. That's the only way I know how to do it. And from that point on, he started coming downhill, making plays in the run game. It was because of him that they start, they stopped the run the way they did last year for the second half of the year. They mm-hmm. were a sieve the first half of the season. But it wasn't until he started going downhill and when you know they were double teaming our, our defensive linemen all the way back until the linebackers left. Right. Well, once he saw he's like, look, I can't do this. He started every time you see a double team, boom, he'll go downhill and, and make sure that line the, the, the double teaming lineman, one of the linebacker uh, linemen got off him to block him, which allowed both of those guys then one on one blocks. And then, you know, you're not gonna block, you know, Fletcher Cox one on one, think he can't make a play or or Hargrave and make it not gonna make a play. Well, so that's when things changed. And even even Davion Taylor started doing the same thing as Barnett. Huh. I mean, uh, same thing as TJ Edwards. And things started to change as far as him stopping the run. So that was, you know, that that game right there turned a lot of things around. Yeah, he yeah. hasn't looked back either. TJ Edwards hasn't looked back, man. No, there were some no. people, you know, N'Kobe Dean's going to throw. No, he's not. I mean, N'Kobe Dean may not play a lot this year. And, and in fact, I think if the linebacking core they have now stays healthy, he he probably doesn't seal the, the field a ton. Well, he might. Me one bit. No, no, exactly. You know, and that's a good thing because that yeah. means that the guys in front of him are balling. You know what I'm saying? Because he just he he's he's young yet, so I mean, allow him to, allow him to develop, man. You know, you can still get out there and play a little special teams. You know, get the speed of the game, man. But you know, I I I look for some big things out of Kazir White, man. I, I see them. I see him playing in the elite level this year. You know, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be better than what people think. You know, Kazir White, man. When you really look, if you watch film of him last year. You'll be like, dang, why did they let him go? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, they, why? it's a money move. I mean, the coach was clearly disappointed. He, he, yeah. he almost went public with it. Like, yeah, right? yeah. You know, how much yeah. he how much he liked him and was going to miss him. So that's a yeah, it's a big deal. I and he's in a he's in a one-year deal. So he's gonna want to go out there and crush it. Yes. And get paid. Yes. yes. You know, long term. Exactly. They're in an interesting position where they're not gonna have to depend on I mean, Jordan Davis, don't get me wrong, is gonna play. I'm not saying that, but like he's not going to be the end all be all. Jurgens, unless Kelsey goes down, which we've seen happen, uh, and or Nicobe Dean, you may not depend on those guys a ton. Your first three, you know, picks, which is rare. Yep. It's a re- really different kind of situation. Um, that's for sure. All right. So tomorrow, guys, we crank it back up. We get Barrett for the full uh, full three hours. We're looking forward to that. Barrett, one of the things we're going to do tomorrow, we didn't get to today, 
we're doing contenders with question marks. And Derek and I did the mm-hmm. AFC. We're going to do the NFC tomorrow. So the teams that are in playoff contentions and what the questions you may have for them. That's one of the things we're going to mm-hmm. do. We'll keep getting you set for this Eagles and Lions game as well. We'll kind of jump around to a bunch of different things like we always do. So don't go anywhere. Here's what we have coming up. The National Football Show with Dan Cilio from 3 to 6. And, of course, the entire lineup that we have throughout the course of the day right here on Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, fellas. So we are back rocking and rolling tomorrow. Barrett, good work hustling over to uh, to jump on with us, man. We appreciate you. I appreciate you guys, too. All right. I want to thank Xander Krause, producing the program. Thanks to everybody in the chat room, everybody listening, everybody viewing. Look, we just keep turning it up. It's going to get turned up every single day throughout the football season. And as we get you set for this week one matchup with the Lions, we are now less than five days away cannot wait all right thanks for hanging out with us for barrett for derek i am rob we are sports take jacob sports youtube network my wife was in an accident that changed our lives forever she was in rehabilitation for years she had to learn to walk again she couldn't take care of herself we couldn't afford a nurse we were running out of options. One conversation with Pond Lee Hockey changed everything. They understood what we were going through and immediately helped us navigate the legal process. We can't thank them enough. Pond Lee Hockey, tell us your story. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.